there, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Now What Shall We Talk About? Uh, last night in our uh, real estate office, I hosted, uh, we were a stop, I guess, for the Medford area adult trick-or-treating, which is basically like a pub crawl for regular businesses where they give us a temp liquor license. People stop in, take a bunch of free stuff, drink a bunch of booze or beer or whatever the business is serving. And then uh, downtown, there's a phenomenal uh, restaurant and catering place, Maryland's Fire Station, which imagine that is in the old fire station. And she seems like a very fun person. I should try to get her in here just to chit-chat. Uh, but great food, and they had a live band. And there's not often there's some sort of doings in Medford, so it was packed. And my voice may be a little grittier than uh, normal, just because I may or may not have indulged in a bit of Jameson. Uh, not too much. I would say just enough. Uh, it, it, uh, it was going down good last night, that's for sure. Um, up this morning, making intros. This episode, it's odd to say, I guess. I don't know how to explain it, but it's one of my favoriteest people of all time that I forgot was one of my favorite people of all time. Uh, this young lady I worked with, she was my, uh, they didn't use the word mentor, trainer, I guess, at the first job I ever had when I moved to Medford in it was like 2001, 2002. So we talk about all the crazy stories we've been through, where she's at now, how she got there, what I'd been doing in the meantime. Um, and I do thank her also, um, as Dan thanked me for getting him the worst job ever. Uh, Mary got me the worst apartment ever, but beggars can't be choosers and an apartment is an apartment so <laughs> it, it gave me uh, a little bit of solace from the uh, snow and rain outside and so yeah um just sit back and enjoy miss mary mall and i'm pretty sure it's mall like a shopping mall but it's m-a-h-l so i always want to say like mahal or mal but i think it's mall mal maybe it's who knows whatever probably should have asked her that when she was here and she can listen and laugh and curse at me in her car on her way to wherever she's going across the northern half of the state to knock on some rando's door and you'll understand more about that if you listen to the episode as always i enjoy fan interaction uh or i should say i think i would enjoy fan interaction because i would actually need fans or listeners to interact people come on you're always messaging people looking at social media <clears throat> Ooh. Looking at social media. <laughs> Jesus, this is a nightmare. Um, so while you're doing that, just pop over on my Instagram. Uh, comment on a picture. Uh, tag me in something funny, a news story. Uh, send me an email if you're so inclined. And all that info, once again, is the email address is now what at talkaboutpod.com. Instagram, you can find us at now what shall WTA. And if you just want to pop in and help us out, I just really got to figure out what kind of content to get on there and get a video set up here. Maybe do like an early release for Patreon members or something, something. But I do have a page. There's not much there. Uh, Patreon.com backslash N-W-S-W-T-A. And on that note, uh, you guys kick back and enjoy the buttery tones of Miss Mary Mall. I can hear you. I can 
still hear you. You sound nice and loud. I sound oh, I-E-S. Amazing. You sound amazing. Okay. Is that age weathered sound? <laughs> the dulcet tones of Miss Mary. <laughs> okay, they're doing that. We're good. Uh, okay. <laughs> what is the glugging? Did you? Oh, fantastic. Well, yes, it's after nine o'clock. It's been sitting there for far too long. Far, far too long. Far too long. It might be empty by the time I leave. Well, that's all right. We have Medford Shared Ride. I'm sure it's dirt cheap to get you back to Phillips. <laughs> the the limo cab or whatever. It's the rusty old minivan that drives people around. Oh, fun. So, tell me your Phillips story. Because, among other things, I have a grievance to air. No grievances today. <laughs> unless you run out of alcohol, then, <clears throat> then I might have a grievance. It. Uh, I'll do mine. I'll go first. Because it was... I had Dan, you know Dan Glamen? Mm. I know the last name, but I don't know the person. Okay, I didn't know. I Obviously, I worked with you at Weather Shield, but I didn't know if you had been. Most people do a couple of the factories around town. I worked with him at Plastics for a while. And he got sick of that. So when I was at Liberty Homes, he thanked me as he was there for maybe five days. I think he made it a week for getting him the worst job ever that oh. he's ever had. Because it was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. But... You have the record for the, getting me the worst apartment. <laughs> you are so welcome. <laughs> in the history of the world. I oh. don't know what was going on at that place. <laughs> that brings tears to my eyes. <laughs> when I showed up to like talk to him about it, it was at like the family house. Right. Yeah. And there was a little nook at each spot at the table, like where, <laughs> enough where you could set like a bowl. The rest oh. was greasy tractor parts and like just stuff. Yes. And the cabinets that you didn't dare, like I, they were scary to look at because I, they were. There was shit. There was two feet high of dishes next to the sink all over. So I come in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the guy looking, whatever. And they had a caretaker, by the way. Did you know that? They, no. They had a person coming in to clean their house. Really? Yeah. So well, they were overpaid <laughs> because it was a just, it was disgusting. <laughs> And it stunk. There was cats everywhere, flies everywhere because oh, it's a the farm. Flies. Yeah. Yes. So I get in there, and he's like, "Well, we can make a spot if you want to sit down. You want some chili?" <laughs> it was mm. a big, like the one burner that didn't have shit stacked on it, had a giant pot of chili, and I was like, "No, oh, not no. adventurous. No, thank yeah. you. <laughs> no chili for me." So he scrawled down. This is an old man on a piece of that would that was the lease. Right. Yes. I remember his record keeping skills. $175 a month. And I was like, this is before I even saw it. And I was like, well, this is after I lived in my van for two weeks. Oh, because and, and of course I said, oh, here's a place for you. So yeah. you're going to take my word. So I'm 50-50, super grateful because it was getting cold. It was like November. Oh, yeah. And the van sucked and it had no brakes. So I needed a place. So I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But... Then I went to pay him after, I don't know if it was like on a Wednesday, and then that Friday I was going to give him first month, like double first month for a security deposit. To make sure you could stay? Yes. <laughs> and he's like, well, where's the rest? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's mm. like, well, it's, it's 275 And I was like, we wrote two, I still had the spiral bound shreddings <laughs> from the notebook paper that he ripped out for our <laughs> lease. 
And on it, 175 on both, because we signed both. He had his with him. I had mine. Well, I meant 275. Oh, meant. And I was like, kidding me. That's okay. not what you wrote. Whatever. So I did, gave him 275, and I said, you know, next payday, whatever, I'll just pay you again. This is, again, I had only been in the place for two days. Were you thinking two seventy five was a steal? I thought <laughs> I was thinking like fifty bucks was probably <laughs> more than it was worth, but it was a roof and it was warm. It was hot as hell. I had all the windows open because the heat just poured in. I didn't have a thermostat. There was no controlling. Yes, that had the old fuse panel with the two big push in ones and the four screw in fuses, and they all four of them had a ball of tin foil. <laughs> shoved in that was my electric for the upstairs and i had to find and fashion through various parts of pvc and glue and all kinds of stuff because it was just a tub it must have been a clawfoot tub that they built in oh so there was no shower right and the tub was nothing i would put my ex-wife in to take a bath (laughs) it was (laughs) orange and it wasn't supposed to be it looked like you like a human being died and then boiled in there for a while. It was terrible. That's the residual lie. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. So then about twice a day, the old man would come over and shout at the kid because they lived downstairs. Right. And And the old man never got out of the car. Oh, he got out a couple times because I thought the one time that the kid was going to choke him out with his own oxygen cord. (laughs) Like they would fisticuffs, like they would be fighting (laughs) Wrestling around in the driveway. I wonder what they were arguing about. Minimum once a day. He raised the rent. (laughs) (laughs) Just on a whim, perhaps. (laughs) But he was there when they were delivering the styrofoam. uh, The four by eight sheets of styrofoam. Because instead of just like sealing the windows, they would stack upright all the way around the house. The the four by eights. Four by eight sheets of styrofoam. And then bales of straw. Yeah. On the outside of that. So they had no open windows. Do you need to answer that? Oh, no, it's just my boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw him. <laughs> and when it got really cold, um, I don't remember the kid's name, um, but he would, they brought the dogs and the goats in the house. <gasps> right. Because they had the goats and the rabbits and the chickens. They had everything. And they just had free reign of the house. And my first, I think it was whatever I had left for my paycheck. I had to run to watch. I don't know if I was getting like Menard stuff. Like I need something to scrub this bathtub. Like I need to clean. There was a hundred thousand dead ladybugs. Like it was empty oh. for a long time. So I just needed stuff to and clean. And that wasn't a sign that you should run. I didn't know where to run to. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I think I was... I want to say that I was dating Tina at the time, but I'm not sure. Anyway, ended up in Wausau, Menards, and I was like, you know what sounds good? Just to treat myself, I'm going to get a Papa Murphy's. And I love their stuffed pizzas, like oh, the take and bake. Yes. You got to smell it all the way home, that dough and whatever. So I get it home, never even looked in the kitchen, and it's one of those apartment-sized stoves. So it has two burners, a front and a back. And the oven is about as wide, like you might be able to fit like a TV dinner in it. Oh, it was, I've never seen one of those. It was the most miniature little thing. And I opened it and I was like, well, it looks, you know, it wasn't a bunch of shit caked in the bottom. Like it looked fairly clean. Okay. 
So preheat the oven and 10 minutes later, this horrible smell. <laughs> and there must have been animals in there at one time because I should have looked. I pulled it away from the wall because it's just smoking. So I shut it off, unplugged it. And there was like an Easter basket sized ball of like dog and cat hair under. Under the oven. But the heat under. from the bottom pan was melting the hair. So oh. my entire apartment for like a week smelled like burnt hair, which is everyone's favorite smell. Do you think Blade makes that air freshener? I hope so. <laughs> but I tried. I don't remember what I had. Some sort of something. And all it smelled like was, you know, apples and cinnamon and burnt hair. So it, did, it didn't do any good. The old cover up. Uh, so I had to put my pizza in because it's stuffed pizza. If you cut it in half to cook it, all the shit's going to run out. Right. So I put it in there, folded, like I cooked it in an L shape. Almost so like one, a taco pizza. So one side of the pizza was on the side of the oven upright and the other half was on the bottom. Took it out halfway and spun it around like the old pizza ovens where you had to spin it. It was terrible. Oh. It was half cooked. It was everything was globbed in the middle about this thick. I don't think I've ever heard anyone describe a pizza and say it was terrible. It was in the horrible. Of and it had a tinge of, I don't, I'm guessing whoever was there didn't clean out underneath the oven, obviously, but cleaned it. And I don't know what they use, but along with like the burnt hair smell, and if you can smell something, like you can kind of taste it. Pizza tasted a little bit like burnt hair <laughs> smell, but also had like a diesely tinge to it, like <laughs> oven cleaner. Oh. And it just, it wasn't, and I ended up, I think I paid, I was there for maybe three months. So I paid, you know, at the first, whatever. And he was just like, well, you know, if you ever move out, let me know so I can find somebody, whatever. And it was at some point him in the, kid were literally like in the entryway just wrestling around like headlock and punching each other and shoving each other and the next day i don't know if i got a u-haul if i just didn't have i mean I, everything i had was in a van when i moved in so i didn't accrue much i just left right like that's i'm not living here anymore yeah you're welcome <laughs> it was... it's a life lesson but that you appreciate things if later exactly exactly and i laugh every time i drive by there (laughs) because i see that place and i was like that's a shithole i had one dvd i had a little dvd player so i watched the second lord of the rings probably 50 times yes i was seeing tina because she would stop and pick me up for work oh yeah as roundabout as that was (laughs) from medford to dorchester and back to medford um it was not so do you do tours of all the places you've lived? Say I could. I actually this last weekend drove the big 15 passenger Medford Motors rental van. So it was they don't do vans anymore, but the they use them for work trucks with the big high top. Oh, sure. The yeah. whatever they're called now. Um I want to say Sprinter, but I think that's Dodge. Um They were going on to pick up a wedding dress in Appleton. And I was like, well, I'll drive, volunteered myself. Just, I don't have to drink. You guys can, because the woman who was getting married was the one who was going to drive herself and her friends. And I was like, that sounds like a shitty idea because it's your day. Like you should be able to, if you want to have a, whatever. So we left early. They stopped at Great Dane and Wausau and Bloody Mary and, you know, drinks and everything was fine. But 
<laughs> I was pointing out as they were asking questions about random things. And I was like, I really need one of those. Overhead mics. Yes, yes. Where I can talk into the radio and it would be like, on your left up here is this horrible place. <laughs> and there's still, he must still live there. The farm is all, like the barn's all redone. It's all cleaned up. It's gorgeous. Wow. The, so, the main farm. Yes. Right, the family farm. Right. So I don't know if someone bought that because that used to have the name on the barn. All that's gone. That's gone. It's wow. all steel sided, steel roof. Like it is beautiful lot with the house. And the house house is just shit everywhere. And then you see the rental. Yes. Yes. It's the exact same as it always was. So I would assume it's the kid. Right. And is it hard to recognize without the styrofoam on the outside? I did laugh last winter when I went through because the styrofoam was back, but it was the white, like beady stuff. Ooh. Like the upgrade. Oh, God. And I just thought, you know, after what was that? <clears throat> Probably more than 15 years ago. Yeah. Husband. You would have figured something out. Yeah. In 15 years, a, a tube of caulk. <laughs> Duct tape. Something to Duct seal tape the windows wonders. of that house. So that's it's my story. And I joke when I say it's a grievance because it, it was the worst place I ever lived, but I got stories from it. Right. <laughs> and it makes me chuckle. Now, at the time, I just throw your hands up and what the fuck? Like, what did I get myself into? Yes, exactly. And boy, will I never take advice from Mary again. No, no. And it's not that. I, I needed a place. <laughs> you found a place. I mean, it wasn't the. The, you know, Drake Hotel in Chicago or anything, but it was a roof. It had heat. It had somewhat running water and whatever. I, I made it three months there. It was a bit more than I expected it to be. It was cause... better than jail for vagrancy. So. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as long as you didn't have any of the goats in your apartment, no. you know, no. like, like I could see them bringing in all the animals in the winter and saying, oh, and by the way, we don't have room. So these are going to be in your apartment. They would like the dogs. They would just, you know, come on, come on, whatever. But in the goats, they would open the thing and just like herd them in. Because when you walk in the door, like the entryway, there w it was a double door. And immediately to the left was the stairway going upstairs. Yeah. But there was no door. Right. So technically, so I didn't have a door on my apartment and because there was no door at the top of the stairs. There was no door at the bottom of the stairs. It was just a curved stairway. Yep. So, so every time someone in came in and out, I could. it sounded like they were right in my living room because it was an open stairway. they almost were. Yes. So there was a couple times where they would open to go out and a dog or a goat would like make a break for it and freak out and turn up the stairs and look for a hiding place it only probably. make it like to the corner who knows what happened when i wasn't there because i really wasn't there a lot <laughs> and no one ever saw that place like when tina would pick me up oh you're staying in the car right, right. i will be down <laughs> i will I'm be down shortly didn't like I know people that live in cities and they would be like the parents or like their friends would drop them off at the end of the block, <laughs> yes. you know? So it's like, there's Joel getting a ride home from work. Can you drop me off a mile? I was going to say, road? I'd have to go a hell of a long way <laughs> to the so end of the block. You couldn't see. That's like, you literally would have to go a mile. But then tying this all in, you lived just down the just way down the road. also. So what, ha not what happens, the wrong way to say it, 
how did you end up in Phil? I had no idea you ended up in Phillips because I haven't seen you in maybe a couple of years when you were meandering through Target and Marshfield or some damn thing. Right. Yes. So we ran into each other in a store and I think I've seen you at a couple of car shows. Oh, could be. I think you had a car. You didn't say hi. I had a car show. A car show. I had a car years ago. The ex saw to that. And then this last year was the only, we go every year. Yeah. I'll walk around with the boys and whatever, but um, I haven't had anything for years. That was when I was at Liberty Homes because there was a couple other guys who had a old Pete from Ogama had an old Corvette and I had the old Plymouth and whatever. But okay. um, then this last year I got talked into putting my bike in the car show. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah. So <clears throat> many years ago, I was going to say a couple of years ago, but it's been it doesn't seem longer like than that, right? Tw- so, I started at Weathershield in like 2001, 2002. That's yeah. when I met you. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's 20 years ago. No. I yeah. feel it in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't seem in my brain that time wasn't 20 years ago. Right. Exactly. And so we ended up <coughs> selling our farm to a neighboring farm. So he would have a place for his employees to live. Oh, sure. And um, we already had hunting land up in Prentice. So we thought, oh, we'll throw a trailer house up there until we build. Um, And we did. Um, And then we lived in Prentice for, gosh, that was a lifetime. Um, My condolences. I want to say that was like 15 (laughs) years. What? Yeah. So when we moved I was thinking like two years. No, it was a long time. But here's the crazy thing. When we went through the local electric company to get electricity put in, it was $40,000. Imagine. You must have been way out in the pickers. A mile off of Highway 8. One mile off of a major highway. Yep. So one mile um, for $40,000 to run the electric in. Or we could put in solar panels. And oh, sure. live off grid for, you know, 20000 and get the thirty percent cut back, you know, yep. back from yep. the government. So we went with the solar panels and, you know, live nice. like hermits for Jeff like haul your own water in and stuff? No, we actually had like specialized can... water pumps. You know, we had hmm. I wanna say eight solar panels and a battery bank. So it would charge the batteries oh, sure. during the day and then we'd use that at night and we had a generator for backup. I suppose if you do it planning on like not like some people put a panel on their roof to like supplement. Right. But if you know going in, this is all we have. This is all we you're have. You're doing it right. Right. From the get go. Right. So making out changes like the stove was gas. The refrigerator oh. was gas. The freezer was gas. It's like gas. a camper stove then. But like, full size. They make those? Yes. Menards, you know, are. I yeah. didn't. Because that's what my f- camp. Yes. My Stove. Oh, Jesus Christ. My <laughs> fridge in my camper is you can run it off battery or you got to go in from the back and have someone hold the button in the front like to light the pilot, like to get like it's yeah, a so gas they, So they do have modern refrigerators like that where you just push the button and it's an electronic modern. ignition. Yeah. You don't have to put a block of ice in the top to keep your, right, yeah. your bottles of milk cold. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, so then we heated our house with wood. So, oh, we, sure. You know, make firewood so you don't have. So the only electrical things really were like the washing machine for doing laundry and 
Um, I suppose you could have a gas, gas dryer. Yeah, we had a gas dryer. So, like, a lot of my friends would be complaining about three and $400 electric bills. And I'm mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you're stupid, right? So, for heat, did you just have, like, a wood stove or one yes. of the big outdoor burners, like, for in-floor no, or so that the outdoor burners take electricity because they have to oh, pump that yeah, fluid yeah, through yeah, your yeah, furnace, yeah, right? Yeah. So, ours was just radiant heat. And it was just a big-ass wood stove in the middle of my kitchen, right? I could... <laughs> In the winter, I could cook on it. It's a little so, house on the prairie, Mary. Right, right. I don't <laughs> nice. think they had enough alcohol back then to get through a day. But oh, God. yeah, so that was entertaining for about 18 years, 15, oh 15 or 18 years, I want to say. So when did you? So two years ago, we, so in the meantime, I bought a couple of houses for investments and I just rented them out. Sure. So... My first house that I bought as a rental, I paid $7,000 for in Phillips. <laughs> Sounds, <okay. laughs> Sounds about right, yes, yes, right? Yes, Um, And then I bought a house in Park <coughs> Falls for $10,000. So, uh. Sound purchases. <laughs> <laughs> so, and they were all, like, the one in Park Falls came with a renter and everything. Like, to this day, I have never, like, I did replace the furnace. But Which? That was the only expense i've ever had for that house so i'm thinking i should probably do the siding and windows and oh sure you know stuff like that just to make it look a little nicer this year um so yeah so i have that and then so the house in phillips we my husband's health has been seven thousand dollars right two bedrooms yeah on the lake does it look like a seven thousand dollar house because i have a picture in my head of what a $7,000 house looks like, and it's one step shy of, like, a refrigerator box. <laughs> <laughs> I painted it, so it probably doesn't look like 7000 It probably looks like 7800 Nice. Um, so, yeah, but when we bought that house, the lady passed away and gave the house. She didn't have any kids or anything, so she gave the house to a nephew. Some, and, sure. Yeah, some distant relative whatever and he didn't want to have anything to do with it he's like no get rid of it sure and um when we bought it the realtor said oh all the wiring needs to be redone it's got knob and tube wiring and you know it's probably got a lot of asbestos and yeah those kinds of things and everything that's horrible right so i went in and had things tested and there was no asbestos so i'm like score small win right yeah and um, the knob and tube wiring was already disconnected, and the <laughs> wiring had been updated already, and the realtor didn't notice. So he sold it to me as a teardown. So it was the knob and tube was still there. Yes. It just wasn't active. Right. They just never took it out. Right, right. Uh, and the same thing, the old fuse boxes, yep. like your rental had, yeah. right? They had the mm-hmm. screw in. Yeah. So that was there, but there was also an additional... Updated like an fuse actual box. panel. Yes, breaker box. And the realtor didn't notice that apparently either. So in his defense, the basement was pretty scary. So he probably <laughs> didn't go in. Um, we found a pet cat down there. We, Yay. We, we named him Skeletor. So <laughs> <laughs> He's still Your with us to this day. Basement cat. Yes. Um, yeah. So, <coughs> so we've been <clears throat> living there for about two years now. Um, but yeah, my kids still tell me that, you know, when the zombie apocalypse comes and shit hits the fan and yeah. they need a place to go, we're going to the house in Prentice. 
Because in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. Self-sufficient. Yeah, it's off-grid. You don't have to worry about anything. You know, the deer and the bear aplenty. And so you're in, you're living in your rental? Yes. So we kicked out my last renters. They moved to Medford. So they're Thank living the life. Thank you for that. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. And we were charging a little more than two seventy five a month for that. So. Yeah, well, and you, I, I bet you wouldn't have a problem finding a renter. Oh, no. Anywhere. I mean, some, I know a couple guys around here that have lots of rental houses or, yeah. you know, apartment buildings or yeah. whatever. And in talking to one of them, Mr. Paul, he was like, yeah, I have no, you put it on Facebook marketplace, oh, yeah. two gone. bedroom, whatever, whatever. He yeah. said, I had 60 some messages. Yeah. He said, after I went through CCAP, I had seven <laughs> <laughs> that I would care to. People scan. And their, then they, they evaluate renters before yeah. they rent. Well, because he's that he has enough of them right. to where he doesn't want to. If every renter is shit, yeah. you're putting out to fix the crap more than you're making. Right. right. If they pay the rent. Yes. Yeah. So he said he was down to that. And then a couple of them had pets. So then they were out, you know, just whatever, whatever. He's like, so it looks like a lot. Yeah. But you only have a few, but you right. always have a few. Yeah. Like you, he will never have a problem finding a right. renter anywhere. Oh, yeah, because even <clears throat> when we evicted our renters that were there, I gave them a nine-month notice. And I said... <laughs> <laughs> How can you say that with a straight face? Because we did. We, I, <laughs> I actually, I actually told them, this is my plan. So your last day will be, you know, June 30th or June... I think it was June 1st. Because... I wanted the kids to have some stability and let them finish out the school year. Oh, sure. You know, so I'm like, when school gets out, you know, plan on moving. Gotcha. Make sure you have a place to live because we're going to be moving in. So it wasn't like they trashed the place. No. Court sheriff drug them out. Like you didn't evict them for no. trashing. That was your plan. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've always been really lucky with our renters. And so That's then. That's good. Yeah, so then, I've heard the opposite from a lot of people right. also. Like, yeah. I, we want to sell our rental. That's right. how I meet a lot of landlords yes. is because they're like, we. I need to sell. You have two yeah. in a row and that's enough to make you lose your mind. Right. You know, if you get bad ones. Yeah. Yeah, so we've been very lucky. And um, when I was cleaning up the place and painting and, you know, doing some yard work, we tore off a back porch and I had people stopping. And they're like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, just cleaning up the place. And they're like, are you going to be renting it out? And it's like, no, I'm going to be moving in. Like, oh, yep. I yeah. probably get four phone calls a week from random people. Just like, hey, do you or anybody in your office have any rentals, know of any rentals, you know, anything like that. And probably the same three, four, five calls maybe on every listing that we have when it first gets listed. Um. Would they do a land contract? No. Oh. Hard no. Or would they be willing, like if, if it doesn't sell after, you know, three months, would they be willing to rent? And most people know because if you're selling something, usually it means you have to sell in order to buy something else. Right. So you can't rent, like I need that chunk for a down payment for, for my payment. next. So they can't, but it's, I, I, it's got to be just all the factories in town with people constantly coming and going. Oh, sure. But there's always always people and that's weekly i get that many just asking for rentals yeah i'm surprised really that we didn't move into that place sooner because it's on the lake you know like what, it's you don't have to like give me a street address because you'll have all the one it's listener showing up at random highway times. 13 
I'm right on 13. So you drive past my house every time you go to Phillips. Where is there a house right on the lake on 13? Do you remember where the Chamber of Commerce is? Nope. It's the log building, like from Pick and Save, the grocery store. Yeah. Right. Okay. So from the grocery store, it's about a half a block south. South. Okay. Yep. So there's the VFW and then a couple houses south of that. Oh, so you're on that side. Oh, I yeah. was picturing the lake side oh, of 13. So so from our house, the park is right gotcha, in gotcha, front. Gotcha. So I have the lake view, but I just don't have the taxes. Taxes, sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, the, you got to be damn close on the corner. I think it's a block south of the VFW. There's a big white house with green trim. Yes. That's when my mom remarried when I was in first grade and we moved to Phillips. That was the house we bought. Oh, no way. We lived there for, it didn't seem like very long, but I was five, six, <laughs> you know, whatever. And I didn't have a room. I just had a nook upstairs. So I really don't think we were there for that long. I know we were there for one Christmas and maybe it was the next summer. I don't think we were there for two whole years. And then they moved, they're still up, mom and stepdad are still up, almost exactly five miles north of the hardware store right on 13. Oh, okay. So we went from right in the middle of town to, to out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the house. And I loved it because as a kid, it's a big old creaky, squeaky house. And it had the holes cut in the floor of the upstairs so you could see, because there was no registers oh in the gosh. upstairs. Oh my gosh, we did that to our house in Dorchester, that farm that we were in. Yeah. We couldn't figure out how to get a heat register, how to get the heat oh, sure. you know, to move throughout yep. the house. And <clears throat> so we ended up cutting a big old circle in yeah. the ceiling of the kitchen and putting a register there so that the heat would go up to the- Hot air rises? Upstairs, yeah. That's how they did. There wasn't, there's a lot of those old houses where unless somebody really did some major remodeling, there's- that's what those big grates are in the floor. You can see right down right. to the first floor. Usually you don't really want them in a bedroom or something, <laughs> but like in a hallway or, a you know, the stairway landing, there's, you know, that's how you turn the heat off to upstairs. You close the upstairs door. Yeah. That's why they had doors on them. Um, but yeah, it was just, I liked the house because it was a big, old, the big woodwork on the stairway and, and all that kind of stuff. But the garage behind it wasn't there. So it wasn't drafty like our house in Dorchester. It because is. That, it was. Oh. I think they redid a lot. I mean, and that was 1987. I remember. It's still the same colors. But. Okay. Yeah, I remember that house, that farm that we were in, and um, we used to hang a blanket over the doorway that go going upstairs. Oh um, yeah. To cut. When, man, when it gets 35 below zero, man, the furnace just wouldn't keep up. Oh, it just like, keeps going. Oh my and gosh. Going. Yeah. And then. It, at one point, we ended up putting a real door on it because it would be, it would keep more of the heat downstairs. Oh, yeah. Cause otherwise yeah. it just goes off into something. Cause in it those goes old ones, the blanket. Yeah. if they ever had insulation, if you ever tear one of those houses apart, it must have been some kind of blown, like chipped up newspaper or something. Oh, and clothes and socks and. Yes. <laughs> and so it was, it filled the cavity. 80 years ago, but you tear that wall apart and there's like six inches of compact newspaper clippings in the bottom of the truss and the whole rest is... And then is, everything else is empty. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe lined with newspaper. Right. <laughs> I've seen that a few times. <laughs> that was their wind wrap. 
Ugh, terrible. So I so you moved up to your apprentice compound. Yes. Not that long after. Right. Weather Shield then? Right. So I so left. This whole time, every time I go by, I was still thinking that was your You're place. You're thinking that's a. our house and no. Yeah. So good thing you didn't run out of gas and stop in. It's a good thing I didn't stop in, period. <laughs> out of gas or not. Because I just assumed that that was you, you, still your place. Yeah. Nope. Hmm. No. So yeah, we've been living in Prentice for a while and then Phillips. Um, so I don't know how long I worked at Weather Shield, uh, you know, after we had met. Um, and then I got a job with the state. And what? Yeah. So, oh, so surprise! I worked for the state. Oh, <laughs> Oops. I got my taxes in um, order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, the job that I was doing was um, involved a lot of travel, mm. and so I would work in the twenty-seven northern counties of Wisconsin. Yay! Yeah. Um, yeah, so I got to drive a lot, you know, replacing vehicles every year because I'd hit Your a vehicle dog. or yeah, their my, vehicle? Yeah, they just pay us mileage, so it would be my vehicle. Um, and then over the years, I've hit, you know, many dogs and <laughs> a, a bear and an eagle. Um, I hit my bobcat. first deer last fall. Your was first? the first thing thing that i had ever hit in a motor vehicle no way I've other than other than the telephone pole and phillips <laughs> do you know where remember where the electric company used to be yes right on the highway at the bottom of the hill yep. before you get to the timberline motel yep. or whatever as you're driving like from your house if you're going north just look where the parking lot is along oh, the highway right there's old telephone pole old telephone pole old telephone pole and right the driveway where all the electric trucks would pull in, right next to it is a brand new telephone pole. Is that got your name on it? It does. Oh, <laughs> Paid nice. For by me. Nice. Yeah, it was like seven hundred and fifty bucks. Wow, that's cheap. I, well, I worked a triple shift. I was in high school yet. Three shifts at uh, United Pride Dairy, the big farm up. My son works there now. Yep, I was there. I think Jeremy and Bill run it now. Oh, I was yeah. there when yep. John, because Kristen, Bill's. They own Cabin Creations now. Yep. Was yep. in my class. They were, I graduated with all that. Oh, okay. Um, But yeah, we worked there and I went in on at like five, whatever time second shift started Friday. Somebody called in. Yeah, I'll work double. So I worked overnight and then the morning guy was all hungover. So they sent him home and I was like, <laughs> well, I'm already here. You know, just kick me a little extra and I'll stay. So I went in at like five on a Friday night and got done at like four on a Saturday afternoon. So you're the one that set those <coughs> expectations. Yes. So I went in, I was on the way home and I had a hot date that night with Kristen, actually. <laughs> That's who I was dating at the time. So I was on the way home and like do 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 little uh, early 90s, the car was so bare bones that it didn't even have a clock on the radio. It was just AM, FM and it showed you the, the station, like oh, right. little stick shift hatchback number. And I woke up to like this, like you're hitting a bump. And looked like opened my eyes just in time to see telephone, telephone. pole. <laughs> and I think I got out of my mouth. <laughs> Boom. Hit that oh. and broke both side windows out, shattered the windshield, smashed the hood all up. I snapped the window crank off with my knee. 
And there was like three, four kids walking like half a block away. Oh, wow. So they come running over. And I say kids, but, you know, I was a, probably a senior and they might have been sophomore, freshman, whatever. Right. And they uh, come walking up. They're like, oh, my God, are you OK? And I was in the middle of one of them. Goddamn motherfucker. <laughs> and they're like, yep, guess so. And they laughed and like just walked away. So oh. I hit it. I, I fell asleep coming over that little hill. No traffic that I hit. Nobody honked a horn. Nothing. No cars. Veered over across the other lane, hit the curb, and snapped the pole off about three feet off the ground. It fell onto the car and then across Highway 13. Oh, God. So I see a semi coming over the hill. He locks up his brakes because there's wire. You know, it's an electric line. Now I know why they charge so much to put electricity in. Yes. (laughs) You're welcome. So if you just ever pay attention as you're going, his old gray dull poles and there's one with all the black creosote on it right next to the building. That's the one. He's the guy was like, well, at least we don't have to bring it far. So I do is bring it around the building and set it. But uh, yeah, that was. Uh, then my mom wouldn't let me go on my date that night. She was just gonna go like grab. Uh, was she thinking you'd fall asleep again? Well, I'm sure. Did, did you ever blame it on narcolepsy or? I I didn't I because the cop was even like you know I got to give you a breathalyzer and I was like whatever I I literally it smelled like cow shit and I've been there for <laughs> 23 hours so do whatever. <laughs> But I didn't realize it that night because just adrenaline and whatever. But the next day, my whole shoulder down it was just blood blisters. Because it was one of those cars you get in, you shut the door and the seatbelt thing oh. up over the top. Yes. But it was like the width of a suspender. So it just cut cuts in, right in just blood blisters all around my shoulder. How fast do you think you're going? It's like 30, it goes 35 to 45 there. Yeah. So if I was going 30 to 35 as I crested that hill, I would say 45, just the nature of going down. It wasn't like I fell asleep and floored it, but I was going fast enough to snap off the pole with the Dodge Colt. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Because I hit it pretty hard. (laughs) Um, but it wasn't like I was going highway, highway, you know, I wasn't going 65 or anything, but God damn, that hurt the next day. Couldn't just like, you got to turn your whole body. And even that hurt. My knee was all swelled up because I broke the crank off. Yeah, it was, uh, do you think that's why they make cars without those crank windows now? I really wish they did because power windows have no balls in the wintertime when your windows froze. Right. And I'm sitting there like this after I lit a cigarette trying to get the. (laughs) Stupid window to unfreeze before my car smells like an old ashtray. The problem solved would be just to quit eventually, I'm sure. But (coughs) Funny story. We did foster care for several years Mm -hmm. also. And um, one of the foster boys, he was probably 16 or 17 at the time. And he told me that his grandparents live in Colby. So he wanted to spend a day with them. You know, so I was... Brought him down to Colby and he got in the car. I don't remember. I don't remember what kind of car I had. It was, I don't know. But he looked at me, looked at the window, looked at me again. And he's like, how the fuck do I open the window? And I'm like, dude, like, see the crank? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, turn it. Like, and I had to show him. And I'm like, how do people grow up and not know how to open a window? Yeah. Like. I don't think my kids have ever been in a vehicle. They Logan was probably too young when I had the collector car because he was little, little, like two when I got rid of that. But that one had three cranks on each side because it was a true hard top. Uh-huh. So the little back window, 
that little triangle window would go down. Right. The front and passenger windows, but then the little smoker wings. Right. Had their little mini cranks on them and those would crank open too. But I miss them. I wish they had, and I've often thought of this, that they had a crank backup. The power oh, window right. doesn't work and you just, <clears throat> like the windows on a casement, uh, the yes. crank on a casement window, you just take the handle off and keep it in the console or the glove box. The power window doesn't work. You just put the crank on there and crank it down because I broke the back window in my car. I was just going, I might have even been after a car wash, just because I'll drive home with them cracked a little bit, just so they don't freeze shut, shut. Oh. Because usually they don't freeze on the bottom. It's up around the top. And I'm I, impressed with people who wash their cars. I have to. Like, I don't. I've, I don't know that I've ever washed a vehicle more than four times. I have to be careful. I, my truck, I don't because it's a four-door and it's a long box. So uh, I can't. I literally, I, I, have to, I have to get out and do it myself. And that's, I'm yeah. lazy like that. So I just, I maybe three times in the last four years. Like when the snow is gone in the spring, just to knock the salt off and then half the box goes with it because it's so freaking rusty. <laughs> then the car, I'll just maybe like every quarter, you know, four times a year, maybe. Right. But I was impatient and didn't do it right away. So I hit the back window thing and I heard a pop <gasps> and the window didn't go down. And I was like, OK, whatever. So I'm driving along three days later, whatever. It must have had some sun on it. It's a black car. So it warmed up enough to where the window thawed, and every bump I hit, the window went down and down and down and down. Well, there's a little, it sits on that tray inside the door. Well, there's a little catch. There's, there's a hole in the bottom of the window in that car, and there's a catch on that tray that holds the glass in there. I broke that tab off. Oh, no. So the way the window is curved when it falls off that track, you, the mechanism goes up and down, but the window is right next to it. So (laughs) I had to take the door panel off, get it lined up just so and put it in there because it will just go up and down because it thinks something's wrong because it can't feel the weight of the window. Sure. So it just (laughs) all the way back from Wausau with the window bouncing down. And the car is maddening. I got it because it's all wheel drive, but it's got more crap lit up on the dash from stupid electrical crap. Then it has those stupid headlights that are supposed to like turn when you turn and they're screwed up. So now I have like a go funny eye car, but then it (laughs) dings on the dash all the time. Like adaptive headlight error, error. Because it's cross-eyed. Because it's like one of the motors stopped working. So I can see just fine. It just doesn't turn when I turn or some stupid thing. Right. And I'm wondering if they go up and down as you go faster, even like the brights will be brighter because oh, it's super bright, like six feet in front of my car. Further out. Yes. So even when I turn my brights on, I go from being able to see five feet in front of me to like seven and a half feet in front of me. Like they're pointed right at the ground. So if you're doing <clears> 120, <throat> the lights would be really bright and you could probably like pick out the squad cars easier. Yes. I'm guessing that's the idea. Mine don't move, so I can't see more than about seven and a half feet in front of me. The fog lights shine further down the road than the headlights do. So it's it, but it's just a whole bunch of crap like that. And then I changed all four brake rotors, pads, uh, took the calipers apart, lubed them, new slide, like everything. Put it all back together, and a day later, um, oh, your brake pads are worn past minimum. Please take it to a dealer. Wait, clear, what just did that? Clear yeah. the error every time I start it now. 
brake pads worn past minimum thickness. And I even took some contact cleaner. There's a little clip you put on that's supposed to have the sensor on it. It dings every five do you, minutes. Do you ever feel like maybe the sensors are just there to like on a timer? make consumers spend more money? Like, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yes, because it's like kind of like the low fuel light. It's like, I'm not out of gas yet. I could keep going, but my car wants me to stop and spend well, money. That's why I like my truck, because it'll flash low fuel. And then if I hit just like go away, it still tells me. It, it, at 50 miles to empty, wink, wink, it says low fuel. Right. And if I clear that, it then it'll show me 49, 48, 47. And, and I made it begins. from almost Athens to Stetsonville with zero miles to empty. <laughs> <laughs> it was like idling down and then picking up and idling down and picking up by the time I rolled into Stetsonville. <laughs> but. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yes. It's that I like because if it just says low fuel. Was that, do I have 10 miles or do I have 60 miles? Like, I I need to know. So the zero miles is closer than I wanted to be. (laughs) I just had to go this way, so I didn't want to go back to Athens. But no, there's all kinds, the stupid light on the fridge that was at the house I had with my ex-wife. There would, a light would come on every now and then. Like, when you open the fridge up on top, it was a bright orange light uh, to change the filter in the water. Oh, yeah. uh, You know, for the water and ice in the door. And there was a thing where if you, it said it and it was in the manual or whatever, where you hold that in for However three seconds long. or whatever, and it would reset. reset. That you're yeah. supposed to push that when you put the new one in, put the new filter in. And it's just like a timer. It doesn't sense when the filter's mm. dirty because you can push that without changing the filter and it'll come back on in three months again. Right. You know what I because mean? You think if it was actually a bad filter, it would go off the next day. Right. Because no. my Keurig, I got a warning notice on the screen of that, and it said, replace your water filter, right? So They have a water filter? Yes. Yeah, so I went shopping, bought the water filter, <laughs> blah, 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 got home. A couple days later, I remembered, so I tore it apart to put the filter in. Yeah. There's no damn filter in it. There's. <laughs> I, I went online. You've been drinking this dirty coffee this whole time? Apparently. It's <laughs> like. God. Yeah. Yeah. So no. when online, I'm like, YouTube University, teach oh, me yeah. how to, you know, change the filter. Yeah. And yeah, no, there's no filter in it. I'm like, Keurig, what'd you just sell me? So like, is there a spot for a filter and yours just didn't have it in there? Yes. Well, there's that, but there's a tube that goes into that spot and then the water filter goes in. On top of that tube, okay. but the tube wasn't even there. So, like, shouldn't it have said, you know, <laughs> replace your of, tube and filter? Right. So, you know, instead of replace, <laughs> it's time to replace your filter. No, bitch, it's time to, you know, get a <sighs> tube that needs to go in there. But it didn't come with one. So, That's... why does it tell me that I need it two years later? <sighs> so I think that machine just needed some vodka added to it. There's every every single thing like that is. Anything that you can change is you change it sooner. You're told to change it sooner than you need to. Right. Just like the food in the <clears throat> cupboard, right? That's got all those use by dates. See, I'm very <laughs> leery of that when it comes because there's two different ones. There's use by and sell by. Yes. The sell by date, if it's if it's October 1st and it's the third, that doesn't mean it's bad. Right. The store has some 
thing where they have to Sell give it. it to the the discount grocery store down <laughs> in Colby down there, the the dented can and puffy yogurt store. Um, but puffy that, yogurt? that doesn't when the I container's have... just about ready to bust, but it's still good. You ever been to that store in Colby? No, I didn't know oh, there was one. Man, it's right down in one of those little. I'm gonna sound like my grandma. The plazas, um, right on 13. Yeah, like, like where the, the eye care center. View. Yes, yeah. it's the one I think down from that, or it used to be there anyway. Like it, maybe it used to be the dollar store. Do you feel like it, it could was be? Maybe in I that was there area. one time, and it was hilarious because it was like a pack of Oscar Mayer hot dogs and like two on the end were like smashed flat <laughs> and the rest were fine, but they didn't know if it breached the integrity of the package or whatever. So, but it's all, it's dented stuff. It's like somebody did that on purpose just to make sure the number of buns that you bought would match damn that. Sons of bitches. Every time, every time. Yes. Hamburgers. I don't care if it's burgers. Uh, Cause like I, the boys like the Walmart, they're at Walmart, but they're just the pre-made patties. Oh. So I don't have to make them myself. I don't remember which one That's it is. That's how you know you're rich, when you can buy hamburgers that are already <laughs> Already made up. I have a hamburger press <laughs> also, and but there's four in a, in a, package. In a package. So where do you get? I, I don't want to buy two packages. I can't get four buns. I can get eight and make it work out. But hot dogs, no, because there's usually an odd, and especially brats. Oh, yeah. There's no, you would have to get like Wait, 18 this is, brats and 18 buns to have an, the same amount of buns. But this is Wisconsin. Don't you buy your brats by the case? I, I get my brats from all over the place. So I'll go to like Pinner's or I'll go to Mike, uh, not Mike's, Smokehouse, Jesus, that's in Eau Claire. Um, Ray's in Colby. Oh, yeah. And one package might have five because they're a little smaller. One might have four. One Like local oh, made right. ones. Yeah. It's rare that I will just get a pack of Johnsonville. But all these local places are by weight for the most part. Sure. Um, some of them do like every package has four brats. But they're never the same size. So it's just four brats and each package is a different price because they weigh different. <clears throat> but you still don't get the right number never. of buns. Never. Yeah. It's... The other thing like that that pisses me off is in my house at all times, there's either a container of Dean's French onion dip <laughs> with a little tiny bit in the bottom and no chips or like two inches of plain Lay's and no dip. They will never, ever both be gone. I will never scoop the last scoop of dip out of that container with the last chip from a bag. It hasn't happened in 25 years. I don't think that's ever happened for anybody in the history of mankind. Usually you get that watery shit in the bottom and you're like, eh, and then you yeah. just go buy a new one. I've had enough. Right. Yeah. And queso too. You go to the, Mex <laughs> have you been to the Mexican place in Phillips? Is it, it's the same owners as this one? Yes, it is. I've been to this one lots of times and I love it. So if it's anything like this one, yes, it is that queso, actually our, um, other lady here, if we, we she used to live in town, Megan. Um, we'd go to lunch every now and then, and that's that's what she would order. It's like queso just and queso chips. and chips. Yes. <laughs> like that's all I want to eat because she would. I mean, if they give her a straw, she'd probably would just drink it. Right. But yes, it's phenomenal. So for my lunch, when I go there, I get queso and chips and a margarita. <laughs> so <laughs> I was actually working in Ashland one day. 
funny story. Oh, there was God. a Mexican place up there. I don't remember the name of it, but it's right on Highway 2 as you're heading west out of Ashland. And um, I stopped there for lunch, and I had a margarita and whatever else I had. And I had no idea. It was, you know, like 11 o'clock in the morning, and I was so buzzed. I'm like, how did I, how did, for some reason in my mind, I'm thinking it's 11 o'clock in the morning. They're not going to serve a margarita with tequila in it, right? I'm thinking it's a margarita without tequila. Did you ask for it with no I tequila? I certainly did not. Well, then I would expect <laughs> it to have tequila, yes. right? Yep. Nope. I don't know how I missed that part. I, I was, it's Wisconsin. I should have known if you order a margarita at nine o'clock in the morning, it's going to have tequila in it, well, right? That's the, to me, yeah. that's like, like a margarita is, a, it's, tequila it's tequila and lime, and yeah. order however you want it. <clears throat> that's like saying... You ordered a seven and seven, and whew, it had whiskey in it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right? what it has. Yeah, it's like a kitty cocktail. I'd be disappointed if there was no booze because there's not supposed to be. I guess I, <laughs> I yeah. guess I assume that if I order a margarita, regardless of the time of day, <laughs> that it's, it's going to be loaded with tequila. Yep, and it certainly did. I could not go back to work. I, <laughs> yeah. I sat there in the restaurant and I'm like, oh, shit, I am drunk. I can't go back to work. Might as well have another one. Well, at that point, if you're already screwed, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and thank God there's a motel right in the back parking lot. So you could walk over there and get a room. See, now oh. there was a place up there right as you were describing. Because on the west side going out of town on Highway 2, there's like that wildlife viewing area like that yes. marsh or something out as yes. you're getting out of town to the west on two right before that there was a place i was at when i was married a long time ago and i've never been up that way since but it was like aunt b's and i don't know if it was b-e-e -E or just a b it was a restaurant cafe something like that and the whole decor was like bumblebees yellow and black mm. and you know it was cute whatever some of the best food I've ever eaten, and no one has ever heard of it. Oh, wow. So, so I tried. I've I, never heard of it either. Every now and then I try to look it up, and it could be one of those where it just didn't, or, you know, whatever. I might have been there for five years and then went away, but. You know who else has really good food Ugh. up there is where 13 and <clears> 2 <throat> meet? There, okay. the I think it's the Chiquamigan Hotel. There's, um, it's like a. A restaurant inside of that hotel, and I don't remember the name of it. Molly Cooper. Oh, Molly Cooper's. Molly, Molly Cooper's. Cooper's. But I think the name changed since then. Marsha Cooper's. <laughs> I don't know who Marsha Cooper is. <laughs> Maybe it's Molly's sister. Maybe she took over for him, for her. Maybe. But that place has been known for like their hauntings and stuff Ooh, like that. Oh, I gotta go there. Actually, I had yeah. a message out on the recommendation of. One of the like three listeners. Um, three. There's a your customer base is growing. By, <laughs> or listener by, base. I hope so. Can't go any worse. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but he had recommended or knows someone or he's into that stuff. I asked him to come on and talk about. He declined, which is fine because he likes that whole paranormal 
haunting. Like he's into that, that would stuff. be cool to listen to. And there is a, I don't remember, was it Marathon County? God, they're gonna hate me for it. I'm gonna look this up right now so I get the name right. Um, because I had sent, they have a Facebook page, but there's a bunch of people in it. So I don't know who I'm messaging when I message the Wausau Paranormal Research Society. Ooh. And they actually do like these tours at night. Of course, I said, I completely understand this is your busy time of year, Halloween, whatever. But they find these haunted places. They give tours at night. They look for like ghost hunters. Right. I would imagine like the TV show, that kind of thing. And he was like, yeah, we'd love to come on. You know, we could do it remote. And I said, I can do up to four total guests if it's remote. Otherwise, I only have one-on-one, you know, if one of you wants to come to Medford, whatever. And they were like, yeah, sure. Well, you know, after it calms down Halloween time mm-hmm. here, we'll schedule and set something up. But I was always into that stuff also. And I discussed at great length with Tara after the ghost passed through her body. <laughs> discussed <laughs> several times. Um she ain't been right since. Um, <laughs> that, that I wish something would happen. So then like you I'd would want know. to see something. I just want to know. Right. I don't want someone to tell me because that's their experience. I can yours. watch a TV show and they'll tell me it's real. I want to experience it. I want to see it. I want to whatever. And I just I've never done any of those because every now and then there's those old abandoned psych wards and like crazy creepy buildings i would love to do one of those overnight or at night whether they give you a tour or you have to spend the night or whatever i think that would be fantastic so i was just working in milwaukee last week and i told you i drive all over the place what to interrupt (laughs) you again can you say what you do for the state yes is that private i can tell you but i'll have to kill you okay no. Tell me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Make so, my life a lot easier. So my title is monitoring and compliance coordinator. Compliance. Compliance. So yes, I make sure people follow rules. Nice. So the rule breaker here, making sure people follow rules. I was going to say that doesn't, it, I know it's been a long time since we worked together, but I didn't see any sort of compliance <laughs> from you. <laughs> so you're wrapping someone's car with a giant rules. tampon for their birthday. and. <laughs> All oh, other such gosh. means of things, yeah. Oh my gosh, I filled somebody's truck with peanuts. <clears throat> like, yeah, I there was uh, also there was plastic wrap around cars and yeah. And the glue guns, I used to hot glue the glue guns to the table. Yeah, I, and the lunch boxes. Do you know oh how gosh. much trouble I got in in that place? Wow. I Hopefully, would, it wasn't because of me. It was because you made me feel <laughs> that it was. You were my mentor, <laughs> my trainer. And you between you and Bummy, oh both on the straight and narrow. Yes. Oh wow! <laughs> I would. Me and Jesse used to get in trouble because we did just as much work as everyone else, but we fucked around all day long. Oh, there was that one person that used to yell at us for talking all the time. Do you remember her? J- was it Janelle? Yes. Oh yeah. She yeah. used to get so mad. It's yeah. like. You guys need to stop talking. Yeah. It's like Well, it started with you and me. We're talking. Like, shut up. I can't yeah. hear what he's saying. And but. then it was me and you and Jesse. And then you went to first shift and left us. And then it was me <laughs> and Jesse. And she like 
they made us move so he was on the other side of her table. Oh, my God. So he would go to break in them goddamn industrial hot glue guns. Because <laughs> he'd have everything laid out real nice the way he wanted. I would leave it exactly where it was. But every, like, pencil, ruler, tape Blew measure, everything, like, had half a plug of glue <laughs> under it. <laughs> I don't know how many times. Because he would just get pissed and, like, go at it with a screwdriver. But the top was tempered glass. Right. So I bet you five times in two years, he had to go have a new piece of glass cut for his tabletop because he shattered it, <laughs> trying to <laughs> scrape his shit off there. Or we'd have like masking tape on our face, like in a goatee and doing stupid <laughs> accents. And then Cliff would come around the corner. Oh, my God. Like, uh, oh, get God. called in the office. Yeah. There's so That's, much trouble. I'm there. getting so many complaints because you guys are talking. Well, what I never understood is what di- what is difference does that make? Right. I'm not talking to someone else. I'm talking to another person who, between the two of us, are doing three people's worth of work right. while being able to talk at the same time. Right. I was going to say it because I know we cranked out more, yeah. more work than some of those people that just they talk to themselves. had to separate me and Jesse, so they sent me upstairs where it's all just equally divided. Yeah. Shit. And they said, well, since you're up here, we have this thing where you have to fill out the sheet with what, you, you oh, know, the, the order. Oh, the production report. Yes. Yes, I remember And those. after about three days, at the end of the day when I was turning in like six sheets stapled together. Yeah. And still fucking around up there. Yeah. They're like, we don't, we don't need to do this We anymore. don't need this anymore. And I'm like, why? Like, don't you want to see what everyone's doing? Because the people who were actually up there had like a sheet right. filled out. And I had six. Right. And again, was fucking around, not to the point where, like, I'm wandering around the factory. Like, I'm there. We're talking just like I'm talking to you and yet doing three times as much as the people who were in that department. And still doing it correctly and accurate. Like, the shit would still fit. Yeah. And did. And did. So I, I, I don't know who is complaining, why it was a problem. I wasn't distracting them. I, I to this day I have no idea because there was a handful of people who would bitch about it to right. the soups and I and there are those people that can't walk and chew gum at the same time yeah. <laughs> so those are probably the same type of people that yeah. were complaining that mm-hmm. they can't <clears throat> talk and work at the same time so therefore nobody else can like yes. I have a few more brain cells I'd like to believe that I can work and talk. Right. Yeah, I can do it's... multiple things. I can drink and drive at the same No, I can't. I... Um, sorry. <laughs> you can I... take a drink and drive at the <laughs> same time. Yes. Yeah, I can actually walk up steps while I'm chewing gum without falling. Like I've people can do that. I told people probably since then that I probably I don't know about yet today, but would have stayed there for a long time if I was able to go in. Just tell me what I need. Like, this needs to be done today. Because you some of those giant half-circle oh, ones, yeah. you do two in a day. <clears throat> like, it took. It, they were just that intricate. I remember that bronze flag one that I was doing. I had to, <sighs> They kept breaking it in the press. Yeah. I had to redo that thing, like, six times. I had and one that was in the shape of a two days. keyhole. Oh, my God. It was in the shape of a keyhole with spiderweb crap in it. There was one that was a star. And we had to do in, bend inside corners. Yes, yes. Just, Matt, but like that was fun. Like I wanted them right. to teach me how to do the brass work. Like oh, let yeah. me focus in on it. I oh. can still bullshit, do it and whatever. And just leave me alone. Right. Like let me come in, do my shit and go home. Yeah. 
and the uh, factory politic, whatever. Just that's leave what, it to somebody else. It, it, yeah. That's why I was gone. Yeah. But there was always, and I'm trying to think of who it was there because every other place I worked was at SPI for like a month. I couldn't stand that place. Phillips <laughs> Plastics. There was a few of them there. <clears throat> but there's always someone, usually an older lady who's been there for a long time, who isn't like supervisor in any capacity, but maybe really wants to be secretly. But I'm picturing in my head, like dressed like she would dress every day for a factory with like a piece of paper or a stack of papers or a folder or whatever it is in her hand, walking briskly <laughs> through the factory like like this. Looking to see. Like who's, looking. Who's doing what? Well, looking, looking like she's looking for something or oh. for someone like like you have something important to do. Sure. But yet never is doing anything. Yeah. And they're all over the. And then that's the person who would get like group leader. Right. Like, what do you even do? Nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. I chase yeah. dust bunnies or something. Uh, I carry a folder. <laughs> so, so mad. They put me on the, the presses one day stacking because they got sick of me and Jesse talking. <laughs> and I'm like, you're in your office for one. Everyone else here is getting their work done. How does me and Jesse laughing have any bearing on your day whatsoever it's right. just it was it was maddening and that's why i just i don't even think i i probably still technically might be employed there because i just never went back <laughs> i didn't do a two-week notice i just left because it was oh but you know i did that once too because crazy story i i had worked there for a few years on third shift or second shift it must have been third shift because we worked sunday through thursday and then uh, Fridays, I would work second shift. And then Saturdays, I would work first shift. So I was working seven days a week. Jesus, raking, at glass? Yes. And I was raking in a ton of money. Like, it was crazy. That. So much overtime. But um, I don't know what happened. One day, I got off of work. And it was like 7 o'clock in the morning. And I got in my car. And I kept driving because it was raining. I ended up in Mississippi. <laughs> uh huh. Just. I just kept driving because it was raining. It was raining, you and didn't I want to get out in pissed. the rain. No, I was just pissed. I was just sick of the weather up here in Wisconsin, so I just kept driving until the weather changed. It changed in Mississippi, and I got out. And like I know, I must have stopped for gas, but sure. I don't remember. Because you, you know, had like, been up what? all night, and now you're essentially up all yeah. day. Yep, and I don't know for how many days, and I just kept right on driving all the way to Mississippi, and then I'm like, the sun was out, and I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, that's what it looks like. This is nice. Um, yeah, and then I called my husband. I told him what happened, <clears throat> and he's like, you should probably get some sleep and, you know, check into a hotel. <laughs> um, surprise, he didn't recommend a mental institute some or something. Some sort of, yes, right? you, stay, you stay put. Like, we'll have somebody come to Go to the you. Holiday Inn, relax for a couple of days, and yeah, let, we'll figure out what to do. <laughs> um, and then when I came back, I went back to work at Weathershield. And like nobody batted an eye, nobody asked me where I was. No, like I didn't call in. It was almost like they didn't even notice I was gone. <laughs> um, it was just so bizarre. Like 
Well, and that was, they had their occurrences system, as they all do. And it was, if they didn't like you, they held to that. Yeah. If they knew you did shit, even if they didn't like you, it didn't matter. Right. You know what I mean? There was people who were like supposed to be fired on occurrences and took a week off. Right. Called in, you know, like, I'm not going to be back this week. Yeah. And then they just came tootling back in that next Monday. Right. Because I can, I can still glue a hot glue gun down oh, to the table. Therefore, God. I should have a job. <laughs> Such. And now I think about like. But the that sh- was one of the most fun jobs I've ever had. It was one of the most fun. Liberty Homes by far was mm, by far the worst. Physically, mentally, like it was just a terrible work environment. I met some good friends from there. Um, but just sheer fun to be had. If it wasn't worth the bullshit of the factory end of the politicky end of it, but it was probably the longest I was ever at anywhere just because I liked the people. Like we would right. fuck around so much. Because we, I was there during that time when there was no plant manager. Oh, so it was right. yes. the first shift and second shift managers butting heads as to who, like, the second shift soup would come out and tell us what to do for the night. And then he'd go away. And then the first shift soup would come sneaking around the corner and be like, don't, no, don't do that shit. We need this for tomorrow. Do this instead. So no matter what you did, either first shift's pissed off when they come in because you didn't do their stuff. Right. Or your second shift is pissed because you didn't do what he told you to do. You did what first shift needed. So Funny was, thing, though, about that, the first shift supervisor uh, would only talk to certain people. Like, I was there for nine years. The guy never talked to me at all, ever. I think he talked to me by default because he talked to Bummy. Oh. And that I, that's where I started. Right. Over there was with Bummy, and then they put me with you when they wanted me to do grills. That was a big mistake. It was. Yeah. Because we <laughs> fucked around so much. I still remember the day. It was probably maybe the second day I was there. And I was like, oh, she seems pretty cool, whatever. Not not there. Second day I was in grills. So just in going to work for Bummy, as cheery as he is all the time, (laughs) you talk to the people in the area. You know, hey, where are you from? Where did you work before? You know, just you've spoken to the other people in that little corner over there. And I said something about music. I don't remember what. And I was like, well, what you got in the car right now? And your answer was, oh, I've been listening to that new DMX. And I was just like, (laughs) what? (laughs) What? And it completely blew my mind because it's not like I was picturing like, you know, the the Statler brothers or something. But DMX is not what I what I thought was going to come out of your mouth. Because then you're like, yeah, yeah, that number seven, there's that little skit. Sounds just like Antoine. Ask him. (laughs) (laughs) Antoine worked there. Oh, my gosh, yes. And funny story, after it was probably pretty close to the time I left Charter. um, New tech starting, whatever. Um, You're supposed to be here next Monday if all works. You know, like the drug test comes back or, you know, the paperwork is done. The corporate gears turn slow. Um, He's supposed to be starting next week. So at our meeting, we'll introduce whatever. And in walks Antoine. No way. Oh, my God. As a charter guy of all things. And he hated his inclement weather. So if there was like this much snow, he just went home. Yes. And we're like, no, no. Like, 
if you don't do your the jobs they give you, we have to split them up. So we're not going to get home till nine o'clock in a snowstorm. Yeah, so you have to stay. You can't just not. No, no. Wow. <laughs> just go home. <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, it was just a surprise to see him because I said something. Oh, God, because I knew who it was. I knew he would remember me just because we fucked around so much back in the day. Right. Oh, but he had his back to me and I was like, oh, OK, it must be a new guy because he had the blue shirt and whatever. I kind of walked around to the side. And he's so tall, you can't miss him. Yes. Yeah. And he just, he's a big guy. Yeah. You know. So he was standing next to the table, and I kind of walked around, and I was like, God. you know, he got kind of by the ear where you can kind of see the side of his face. And I was like, fuck, that looks like Antoine. Because I certainly didn't want to say something if it wasn't Antoine and get beat the fuck up. Right. But right. <laughs> as soon as I made sure it made sure, sure it was him, he was looking off the other way, and I was like, God, they, something about, Who's this big black dumb motherfucker? You know something, <laughs> something like that. And everyone else, because there was probably nine other guys at the, you Nobody know, sitting else there at the knew. meeting. They were like, <gasps> I can't believe you said that. <laughs> so Antoine looks over at me and he's like, "Motherfucking Joel!" And he just starts <laughs> laughing, and they're like, "We take it, you guys know each other." Like they were ready to see like WrestleMania. Like oh. I was just gonna get beat up, and I can't remember exactly what I said, but I had to try not to laugh as I said it. But he just said big shitty and grin right away. You oh know, oh my god, started laughing, and that would have been so fun to be there. It was just not at all the person I expected to see. Right, right. That not only was it someone I knew, but it's Antoine. Yeah. Of all the things that he could be doing. That's not one that I would not, picture him doing, right? No, and just being that it is northern Wisconsin, I don't know if it's a job that he would want to be doing where you're going to <laughs> random to people's houses. Because there were people that told him no yeah, because of his race. Yeah. And I, they I weren't for, very nice about it either. No. I worked for Census last year. Was it last year? Oh, God. The year before? Yeah. So I was knocking <laughs> on doors trying to get people to answer questions. And, <sighs> and like, it was so crazy because, like, with census, you're following up on letters and surveys that were oh. sent and not returned, right? Yes. There's a reason they're not <clears throat> returned because people don't want to give out their private information yeah. or nobody lives there, right? So sure. a lot of the places, I'd say 90% of the places I went to were hunting cabins. It's Price County. Just because it had a fire number? It has a fire number, therefore it needs a survey. So <sighs> not only not only did I have to go to these remote places, some of them were pretty cool. Like there was one that I, I had to walk back like a good half mile into the woods, you know, <laughs> making lots Knowing of noise. Knowing full well that. There's just a hunting yeah, property. Yeah. A shack. There was one that had a freaking airstrip and like there was a plane and I knocked on the door, not thinking anybody's going to answer. And the guy comes out. He's like, well, you found me. That's really weird. <laughs> like, I've never had a visitor here. Like, it, it's his. I'm like, oh, is this your second home? He's like, no, this is my fourth home. We have a place in Florida, a place in the poor thing, Lac de Flambeau, a place in Arizona, and then the mm -hmm. place in Catawba. <laughs> and, and i'm like it's a hotbed of tourist activity nowadays wow apparently. yeah and i'm like i didn't see any 
you know, gravel disturbed in your driveway yeah. while I was walking back this half mile. And he's like, no, I brought the plane. You know, and I'm like, well, of course, don't we all? Who, who you, wouldn't? You know, can I borrow with that? S- yeah. Silly me. Um, yeah, crazy. But yeah, there was one place I went to. I want to say it was over by Jump River. Like the lady would not even give me her name. Like all I need is a name oh, and yeah. how many people lived here last year. Yeah. She's just started swearing at me and like, just get the hell out. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then as I'm leaving, I'm, I look at the mailbox and it <clears> says <throat> Santa's workshop. And I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Probably a good chance there's a bunch of stolen children in that house. Oh, huh. Did you write that one down for later? So when you hear it on the news that I, I put a big red flag <laughs> on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, good yeah, Lord. There, there was one I thought I was going to get killed at. It, it was like way out, like out by Crandon. And you, oh, okay. Well, that, I, well like, Bino is where I, we're originally from. It's where my okay. dad still lives. So I know the area. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. some. <laughs> There's yeah. some gems over there. And it was like a national forest and like there were miles and miles and miles of no driveways, no There's nothing, nothing. out there yes. in that part of the state. There's nothing. Yes. And then the sign said no trespassing. And of course, census says you have to knock on the door and leave this flyer and it's like, "Oh shit." It says no trespassing. Do I keep going like <sighs> See, to me, that's oh, God. just doesn't sound like a good idea. Nope. Nope. I would never do it again. I'll, I'll Was that the that. only time? The first time? The, well, it's every 10 years. So, yes, that's the first time I've ever done gotcha. it. Gotcha. Um, and last? Last. Yes. They said, you know, <laughs> business casual dress. So, of course, I'm wearing you sure. know, dress pants and a button up shirt looking all fancy and shit. As I'm walking through a freaking swamp, the swamp of yeah, cran- yeah. yeah. No, they no. didn't. They didn't tell me to bring mosquito spray. Nope, nope. They said, you know, business casual. They didn't That's... recommend. I knew they sent people out, but I didn't know it was every every fire number that did not respond. Yes, yes. Wow. And then to top it off, like they can't just take my word for it that yeah. it is a hunting property. No, I fill out my report on the phone. And then those get compiled and sent to another enumerator. And that person has to be assigned to go out and verify that I verified that it was an empty cabin, that nobody lived there. So they're a verification verifier? Yes. Isn't that? (laughs) Yeah. And then there was Uh, one in, oh, gosh. And that's a paid thing, right? Oh, yeah. You got paid for it. Yeah, and it pays well. I saw that there was an ad... I want to say it was like $17 or $18 an hour, depending on the county that you lived in. It was more than you thought. I don't know if it was in the paper here or online or something where they're like, we need yes, we need people. Yes. Um, and it and was I thought, crazy. Eh. There was one hunting property that was just down the road from where we lived. And the person before me had verified that it was a hunting property. Yeah. So then I had to go out and verify. But I there was nobody there to talk to, so I had to actually go to the person's house and talk to them to verify that that was their hunting property. And I wonder why people get annoyed with that stuff. Like so one person stops in, cool, you yeah. know, answer quit, not like this is just yeah. our shack. Yeah. And then you get another person, the second person, even though they're just doing their job, 
they're gonna get bitched at. Oh yeah, because they're they the ones. There. Like they we already, I already the told the lady. Yes, yes. Well, the owner of this one property lived <sighs> in Green Bay, and I called my supervisor, and I'm like, so this program is telling me I have to go to Green Bay to verify that this is a hunting property. And you can't just call this person. Can't call him. No. He says, "Yep, you have to go to you have to go to Green Bay and Jesus. verify." And I'm like, "So you're telling me there isn't anybody that lives closer to Green Bay than me that you in, can't in Prentice, Wisconsin?" Right. I'm like, "I'm going to be on overtime cuz you can only work 8 hours a day." So you were the only one who probably answered the ad. <laughs> <laughs> there were the... six of us there that got trained. Oh, but God. I'm like, and then it, and and then it happened again the week later. I had to verify one in Prentice that the person lived in Wassa. And I'm like, dude, I'm not getting anything done. I have to drive two hours there and two hours back. So wouldn't that be your verification right there if they live in Green Bay? You would That they obviously think. don't live at this other res. Did they fill out a census for this address? Yes. Okay. Then this is a yes. second property. Right. It's like the government is just so over the top with some of that stuff. And like there was there was uh, one that I got sent out to and it was a trailer house. Sure. But it was in a cow pasture. So So Rib Lake. <laughs> <laughs> it I'm was sorry, so, Rib Lake. Jesus, calm down. It was just so insane. <clears throat> I'm like I I took a picture of it and I'm like, there's a bull in there. Uh, like there's cows. Like I'm not afraid of cows. Bulls on the other well, hand. Well, they get yes, a little no ornery. Way. I'm no, I like not me. I'm not going in there. Sure. So I took a picture of it and I sent it to my supervisor and I'm like, please tell me I don't have to put a notification on this door because I'm not going. Can you stick it like on the gate or something? Or it's supposed to be on the residence. On the door because they have a GPS tracker on your phone. And they can tell if you're close enough to the structure. <laughs> so if you wow. try to fake it. Oh, sure. You, you can't because it says. Because you didn't get there. You're too far away. Please get closer to the residence. And I'm like. That's so weird. No. I want to do this yeah. now next time. You should. It, Just for the experience. You make it sound so fun. Make sure you wear hiking boots. I, I People give me grief. Not the people who I meet, but when I tell other people, like, I'm a realtor, like, that's my normal day job, I don't think I've ever worn a tie. Right. 85% of the time, after I've met people the first time, like, if I am going somewhere to list somebody's house, is it $80,000 or is it four fifty? I don't know these people, so I'll dress it up a little bit, but after I meet them once and kind of get a feel for them. This is me like 80% of the time. Yeah. If I go, if we're going to walk vacant land, I'm not wearing dress pants. <laughs> I got jeans. I got my Carhartt jacket on. I got wood boots. You know what I mean? Like I don't, yeah. it's ridiculous. And they're like, well, did, like you gotta, like you're the, you're the professional. And I'm like, I'm walking through the woods in February looking at 80 acres. Yeah. Who gives a shit if I'm professional? I want to be warm. I don't want to die of hypothermia. And if a wolf comes after me, I want to be able to run fast. That's right. Faster I don't than have you. to be the fastest. Yes, <laughs> I just have to be faster than the buyers. It's just, it's, I, but just that amount of driving around. Because I've had listings in, oh, I got a couple in Townsend. My dad's in Wabino. Um, I had one, thank God, that one sold. It was a beautiful place. I really wish I had money because I would have bought it. But it was 22 acres. 
um, and two separate cabins on Lake Emily in Florence. Oh, nice. But <laughs> it's three and a half, three and three quarter hours from here. Mm-hmm. And then you go there and people look for a half hour. You know, you show them around. And the wife's like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just don't like it. It's too far away. And then I turn around <laughs> and drive home. Yeah. <laughs> so there's seven and a half hours for 20 minutes. Right. And even after, you know, three trips over there, um, thank God, after they originally look at it, 99% of everything else now can be email, text. Mm-hmm. You know, you can send stuff online, but those original showings. And they were looking for something in that area. They like the woods, you know, blah, blah. But they were everyone that I showed it to was Green Bay, Milwaukee. You know what I mean? They just go up 41 to 32 and they they want something up north, close-ish to the highway, but within three hours of home. So they can get there on a Friday night, spend the weekend, blah, blah. They don't want to go to Escanaba or something. All of my neighbors are from Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) From our Prentice house. Yeah. Just, I suppose, I, I rarely have anyone... Who is either a, a buyer of mine or if I have a listing of the person who buys it, very rarely is it local. Unless it's, you know, John Smith is selling his 40 and the, the neighbor wants, wants it. to buy, you know, so then they'll make an offer and they'll buy it. But um, 90% of the time it's somebody from Wasar Point or further south looking for something. You ever get those places that you're just like, no, I can't sell it? <laughs> the, our other agent did, um, and, and it sold. Um, <laughs> it was, it's about six feet away or less from the house on either side of it. And it's kind of like this. Oh, nice. Tiniest little house you've ever seen. He bought it as something that had back taxes on it at the time. So he just wanted to, it was going to fix it up and just didn't have time. He was from south somewhere and uh, just didn't get to it, wasn't going to get to it. So he figured if he sold it for X amount, he'd make his money back. It would pay off the taxes and then he would just break even. And so they listed it for like 22000 something, I think. And some guy, I think they started at twenty nine, and then went down and down and down and down. And some guys like just you know I drove by it just wing him out there, um ten grand cash, and he took it. <laughs> oh, funny, <laughs> but it's right like house house in Rib Lake. Oh sure. So it's this tiniest little structure, and he had started kind of redoing on the inside, but there's really not. But I could see somebody buying it because there's some fishing. Yeah, it's right. It was right across from the lake. So right, so you got a place to go. There's really not. I mean, I got one right on the highway in. I always want to say Brantwood, Triple E, Triple I, Triple I. I don't know how to. I've heard it both ways. Right on the highway, and it's right on the highway. It's fifteen feet off the blacktop is the front of the house, but it's got maybe an acre and a half, two acres. So at face value, it's like okay, well. You have to find someone who wants to live in that town. Right. First of all, that's the biggest problem. The second thing is, it's right next to the road. Mm-hmm. So you really probably not somebody with kids. I can't discriminate, you know, fair housing and, you know, yeah. whatever. And they have a little fenced in area because they do have dogs behind the house. <laughs> um, but they have a little bit of land. I want to say it's maybe two and a half acres, whatever. Um, but 
I'm leaning, the people who have been looking at it are from Appleton or Oshkosh or, you know what I mean? They just, they, a couple of brothers want to look at it as a hunting shack. That's what I was just going to say. Somebody that comes up here mm-hmm. needs a place to stay, but they go hunting in public yes, land or whatever. Because it's a house house. It's, it's a house. Mm-hmm. It's not a shack. So they can just winterize, turn everything off. And leave, you know, after hunting season. Right. And you can come back and you don't have to worry about, did a tree fall on it? Did whatever, because it's a house. It's a house. You know, you got a lot more maintenance, it seems, with just a shack where you kind of cobble it together. But mm-hmm. um, those ones are the hardest ones that are in the, um, he's calling me. <laughs> <laughs> um, this isn't live. I don't know how he knew we were talking about it. Maybe his ears are ringing. Um <clears throat> In the, I don't want to say in depressed areas, but in areas where there's no industry. Right. Because you either need to commute somewhere or you own your own business or it's a rec home. Right. Those those are the three. That's not for every buyer. Um, like in town in Medford, everything sells. Right. In town in somewhere, if you have a decent house with any amount of land within 10 minutes of Medford or Wausau or Merrill, or, you know what I mean? Just something like that. It's a little trickier when it's Ogama or Brantwood or, <laughs> you know Prentice. what I mean? Because you're out in, you're in the middle of nowhere. Right. So if you work at the hospital in Medford and somebody else works, you know, has their own plumbing business. Yeah, the plumber can live wherever he wants, but the wife still has to drive to the hospital every day. So right. she don't want to live in Hawkins. Because you don't want to do that drive all winter long, which right. is also a big part of it is the winter driving. So it's there's not anything priced appropriately that is like, no, there's some that I've had where I didn't like, I just can't wait for this to be done because these people are driving me nuts. Oh, like yeah. you call me three times a day. Any showings, any showings, you know, how, how do they come back with any feedback after the showing? When I specifically said when I hear something. I will let, let you, you know. know. Right. Yeah. That means when, when I hear something, <laughs> I will let you know. If I don't let you know, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. And it can't you can't say that. Because you have to, to be nice. Them, I, yeah. Yes. And I've come close a couple times um to not being so nice. But it's just I'm like, I, I don't I don't know what you want me to say. I don't like when, we, especially when you get close to closing. Have you heard from the lender? Are we good to go? Is the appraisal back? What does the title company have us get? Like, there's nine different moving parts that all have to come together on this one day. I don't know. Right. I I don't. Well, it's your job to know. No, it's not. It's my job to fill out the paperwork for you and submit it to the people who know. Right. If I don't hear anything. I don't know. And <laughs> I don't it makes know what you want me to say. It makes it a little trickier when you're looking at properties that are higher in value that there are banks involved and yep. loans and stuff like that. I know the house that we're living in now, when I went to the realtor and I, you know, we decided to buy it. Yep. And going conventional I, on that one. I, conventional I, loan. <laughs> I pulled out <laughs> an envelope of cash. Yeah. And I'm. he's like, uh, I'm going to need help with this. I've never made a cash transaction for a house. <laughs> so he had to get somebody else to help him with it. And, yeah. And he had been a realtor for a long time, you know. 
And I'm like, well, I'm in the same boat. I've never bought a house for cash before either. So Well, and now they don't, like you don't show up to closing if it's a cash deal. Yeah. It's you deposit that cash and you bring in a cashier's check. Yeah. It's still, you don't show up to closing with cash. Yep. It's it's just a cashier's check. You can't, they won't take cash. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. And even um, the second house I bought in Park Falls for 10000 yeah, I showed up at the bank with <clears throat> cash and I'm like, can I get some kind of a receipt that you <laughs> that you that you got all of this cuz I'm kind of worried that uh I may hand over 10 grand and you're going to be like, "Well, I only counted 3." <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, that's a lot of cash. Yeah. Makes one nervous. It does. I don't like I've twice I've had where the people are like, "We can't make it to closing." You know, we signed a couple of days ago. They signed from a distance. But they're printing the check at the title company here. Can you just pick it up and either mail it or deliver it? I'm like, that's only Wausau. You know, whatever. I can deliver right. it because I don't want to mail a $300,000 check. Yeah. I will take it there. And I've never been so fucking careful on a drive to Wausau right. as I am when I have a $300,000 check for someone that's not me. Yeah. Like, I just take it, take it, take it. I want to get rid of this. Yeah. You drop it and step on it and spill coffee all over it. That's on that's you. That's on you. Right. If it falls between my seat cracks and blows out the window, that's my fault. Yeah. I mean, they can void it and print another and blah, but it's a hassle. Yeah. So I just, especially with other people's money, it just I was so makes nervous. Me nervous. I, yeah. I was scared <clears throat> shitless driving all the way to Wausau. I'm like, I feel like I should have somebody following me to make sure that I make <laughs> it there okay. Like shotgun on the seat do, next to you. Do I need do I need help getting to Wausau? Somebody verify that I that I'm there. Yeah. Yep. yep. Well, and I I definitely don't trust the postal system cuz my I sent my payroll in last year in September. It took 21 days it was lost in the post office. See, I've never had an issue with anything ever. Any package parcel service post office? Oh, I have. Ever? But I don't want that to be the first. That's why I don't want to mail you your house check. I don't want to like just have them contact your bank. The title company and the bank will get together. They can wire your money. They can trans. Like, I don't want any part of that as I smack my microphone. <laughs> I just don't. When we lived in that house in Dorchester, one of my friends, um, his dad passed away, and I sent a that is a funny story card. Well. <laughs> I know when I say it's funny, it's not really funny, but I found that card in the ditch three months later after the snow melted. (sighs) Apparently the county decided that it was okay to hit my mailbox as they were going by, you know, and yes, credit card bill was out there, the payment, you know, and I'm like, you know, you get those letters in the mail, like you didn't make your your second notice, you know, it's like. Huh, that's weird. I could swear I paid it. Oh, well, must not have paid again, right? Yeah, and there it is laying out in the ditch. It's like, <laughs> I feel like I should just go walking the roadsides. And you probably would get some granny sending a 20 to grandson in cash for right? his birthday or something. Christmas. Well, maybe a buck 25 or something. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that's a thing. Not the postal people doing it, but. That's why everybody has those ring 
Oh, the doorbells? Door, the doorbell. People stealing Amazon shit off other people's porches. Right. So as long as you have electricity, that would be great. But you have, right. you would have to have enough electricity to run a little white. Do you have internet out there? At that house, yes. The, oh, we used to the, when we lived there. Yeah, yeah. see? So you have the essentials then. Yeah. <laughs> you have heat. You have internet. You got a, a gas refrigerator. But we couldn't That's have hilarious. a cordless phone because the cordless phone used electricity. So it would be... It was actually a phone that plugged into the wall. One yeah. of those old dial-up phones. Nice. I, yeah. Oh, I wish I had known that years ago because my dad, we just threw away a tote of phones. <laughs> and he has the old, um, it looked like a payphone, but like it's meant to hang on a wall. And it had the one, oh. the chrome hook that held oh, the yes. handle on it. Yes. One step like beyond the where you hold the ear cup yes. and talk into the phone. But he was a telephone guy for 20 years before being an electrician. So he had all that. Growing up as a kid, stuff. before my parents bought a bar, we lived on a farm and we had a phone like that out in the barn. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, wow. Uh huh. I remember using a rotary phone yeah. and you'd get one number from the end and your finger would slip out. I'd <laughs> start all over. <laughs> Come on. And it's always long distance. It never happened during the local yeah. numbers. And you weren't quite sure if it went all the way through or not. And you didn't want to call somebody. Whatever. Yep. I didn't think you were that old. I'm old. I was I was a young Thundercat back in the... Well, it was 21 years ago. And I was old enough to drink then. 20 well, years ago. I say you're old enough to drink when you're seven. So... Well, old enough <laughs> legally? to legally drink by myself <laughs> in Wisconsin. Oh. I think... Yeah. When I moved here, I was. Yeah, because so, I was in Eau Claire for two years. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say it was probably the drinking age was probably 18 then. Right? For me? No, I was 21. I'm not that old. Oh, OK. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Back in Nam. I remember. when. I don't know when they switched that. It was in 1987. No, I was. Between 86 and 87. I was six. Because I, I don't know if I should tell you, but I graduated in 86. Okay. And I got, I got married in 86 also. I was thinking I got married in 87. Don't tell my husband. I don't know my anniversary. Just so he won't listen to so, this. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it was in 86. And I remember people saying, oh, you're just getting, like, you're not going to be old enough to drink at your wedding reception Oh, because sure. I was only 18 yep. when I got married. And I'm like, yeah, but my husband would be my legal guardian then. So then, yes, I would be. So it would be like, well, I'm, I'm guessing your parents would be there? Yes. And then yes. whether they allowed the husband to con be considered or not. Right. So it seemed like it was like in that 86. And I'm okay. like. I've been drinking for 10 years and now you're going to tell me yeah. I can't drink. Well, that's when but it they, was like right in that time when frame. When they switched it from the smoking recently from 18 to 21. Oh, right. <laughs> There's people who smoked for three years and now all of a sudden can't buy it because it's illegal. Yeah. Because they're 20. You right. know what I mean? Right. But my old man said, because Wisconsin used to always be 18, right? Yes. That's what it was. Yep. Because he said when he was going to school <clears throat> or around the age of graduation or that age... Maybe it was after he got out of the service. Whatever it was. They would always go. Um, maybe it was before. Whatever the story was. 
Now, maybe it was just friends of his when he was in the service, but because they lived right in like Iron River, Michigan oh, area, right yep. on the border. Yep. So they would go to like high school football game, whatever, you know, afterwards they would drive across the border, go to a bar in Wisconsin because you could drink when you were 18 oh. and then go back across the border because it was 21 in Michigan. Sure. And then you couldn't buy after a certain time in Michigan, but you could in Wisconsin. So they were always <laughs> back <laughs> shuffling back and forth across the river <gasps> to uh, hit up Wisconsin's loose booze rules. Funny that they even consider that. Yeah. I, I remember um, my prom and I was. I hope so. Somebody <laughs> back in the day. Um, we <laughs> The carriage dropped us off. It was it was a it was a hard day because. My friend asked me, she was over 21. She's like, you want to go bar hopping? And I'm like, yeah. So we jump in her car and my mom had asked me to go to the bank and deposit the checks from the bar. So Um, I went to the bank and cashed the checks (laughs) and we went bar hopping and most of the money was spent. (sighs) While we were bar hopping. So she was super impressed. She was impressed with my financial skills yes. and listening skills. Super saver. And then we were um, we were racing some people in Abbotsford. We were at the corral, and we were racing some people to the Dwight House. And my friend decided that we were going to take the shortcut, which is the railroad track. Oh, well, perfect. Little, little do some people know <laughs> that you can't drive a car on the railroad yeah. track. So we got stuck. Um, and then some guys came in and pushed us off the railroad tracks. <laughs> oh, decisions that were made that day were not good ones. The um, times were such, though. Everyone did that shit. Right. Because I think it was like one o'clock in the afternoon and there's yeah. drunk people and stuck on the railroad track racing to the next bar. That sounds like an average and Wisconsin day. I think I got home probably about three or four o'clock in the afternoon, ate supper, Mom was pissed because there the was money. no money left. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, don't worry, I'll pay you back. You know, like somehow I was 16. I didn't have a job. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure right? it out, Ma. Yeah. And then I got ready for prom and I fell down the steps because we lived above the bar. And so oh, coming, sure. coming down, I I took three or four steps and then do, 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 do all the way down the steps. And my mom is like, what the hell is wrong with you? You forget how to walk? And I'm like, well, I had a little bit to drink, like, whatever. Lay off, mom. Then, so, and then by the time I got to Abbotsford, prom was, I don't know, eight o'clock or whatever. But I picked up my friends, stopped at some place and got a couple of cases of beer. Because I really shouldn't say where I was drinking, right? (laughs) Anyway, um, sure, the statute of limitations is probably up on that oh, by now. Phew. Maybe I don't know yeah. though. I'm not a lawyer. Well, the cops caught us. We <laughs> we <laughs> got to the park, and I was like, "Well, let's stop at Red Arrow Park and have a couple." Sure. Obviously, I didn't have enough to drink yet that day. Sure, falling down the stairs was just a normal stop and have a couple of drinks before we go to the high school to prom and. <laughs> Cracked open one can of beer, and all of a sudden, it's like the cops had, like... Every single person on Earth on radar. duty. Radar. Oh, yeah, yeah, like they had ultrasonic hearing or something. Was that a can oh, opening? I heard that can. Yes. So they can't... Like, I didn't even get one drink out of that can of beer, and they confiscated everything. 
Of course. And I'm like, you jackasses. Like, and did you buy that with your mom's bar money too? So then that's down the shit. More than likely, yes. So that was that much more I had to come up with. And yeah, and then they gave me a breathalyzer and because I was driving. So sure. underage drinking, yeah, all of that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was not – usually proms are good memories. Sure, happy times. Uh, I do have to say it was good. It was a good day. It was a memory. Yes, lots of friends, lots of <laughs> laughing. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, so you went to school in Phillips, though. I did. So did you – you guys had, like, the prom and – oh, so homecoming. They have the guy that dresses up as the girl and – I don't know what? if they had it back then. No. The guy that dresses up as the girl. Yes. So there's this character in Phillips, which I just learned about. and I'm just learning about this also. Hmm, surprise. Is it at the, like a school affiliated thing? It must be because it's during like the homecoming and okay. like in the parade, like somebody just posted pictures of he, she on Facebook and she's got a name. Like, it starts with the letter H. So somebody's screaming at their speaker right now listening to this. Yeah. They're like, it's this person. I know who. And like, what what is the point of? I don't know. It's like a mascot. <laughs> like, and But not she, like the logger. Not, it's not the logger. No, but it's a. I'm going to have to ask. I have a few contacts yet from Phillips. Yes. And she was in the newspaper for many, the many years. The Phillips B. Yes. Is there how, how that many? name cracks? I don't know why it's so funny. And why is it the B? Like, I don't know. But my my sister Tara can be sitting right there, and she'll say something about the paper, and I'll be like, "Is it the Phillips B?" And she'll just but like tears laughing. I don't know why that name is so funny to me, and nor do I know where it came from. That is so funny because, like, growing up in Milan, Abbotsford, Athens, like. Oh, I just listed a house in Milan. Maybe you'd be interested in it. It's right. probably one I grew up in. It was the old bar. <gasps> just down from the. The back 40. Oh, I don't know. It's a house now. Like, the bar is still there. But, the like, they cut out two doors. So next to the bar is, it's just a white square building with two doors in the front. One side is the bar and one's the house. But is it's it is it huge. next to the old hardware store? It's on the east side of E, like one lot to the south of the whatever factory that is, the foremost farm, the milk factory. Okay. There. I lived in the bar that was on the west side of the road. So there's something, there's old, looks like a lumber yard or something right across the street. Okay. That's Brown's Hardware. And then I lived in the bar to the north of that. So there was. Is a, there? I'm going to have to look next time I go through there because I. So there's the lumber yard. Yeah. In quotes. Yeah. And then there's the back 40, <clears throat> which is just a house now. And then there's the playground and the community center. Yes. The playground. I did then, see that when I was taking pictures. Yes. So that's the bar that I grew up in. Gotcha. And then across the road was uh, Pepke's. And then there was like a recessed driveway to a house that went back there. And then yep. um, Wally and Bernice's. And then it, after Wally and Bernice's, it changed to TNT. The bar, the bar and the house that's behind it kind yes. of are all one lot. They're yes. selling that together. Yes. And they also own the house right to the south of the bar. Both of their two separate listings. Okay. Those are both for sale. And they're all read the outsides. Eh. 
of the bar and the house, but they're re- done really nice on the inside. And then the house that's selling separate is almost all redone on the inside and is vinyl sided and new windows and oh, whatever. Wow. That house that's in the back, that's the outside lot. is like shingle siding yet. The inside's very nice. They just haven't done much work on the I outside. I used to babysit the kids that grew up <laughs> in that house. So wow. Yeah. Well, I there you go. I haven't been through Milan in years. And so does it still have the pull down ladder to get to the upstairs? I think he at right now, because he's in progress with it, it just has a hole. Oh wow. Like he has it trimmed out and yeah. there's he's like it's Technically one story, but like it's all open up there. Yeah. So whatever. But you, I can see where those would have fit. It's just a hole. But yeah, if you're bored sometime, just look at look up like zoom in on Milan on like Zillow or something. And they're wow. both right there in town. I'm surprised that there's anything in that town anymore. There's um, been a ridiculous amount of showing requests for that place too. There was a ridiculous amount of drinking. I'm sure. I don't think either one. Well, obviously, this one's not a bar. And I knew it wasn't the bar you grew up in just because it's one story. It's a single story. Oh, right. So if you were above, that that wouldn't work. Then that was a made up story. But it was white. It was a test you passed. (laughs) It was just a white, flat, nondescript one door on the left side that goes to the bar. The right side goes Goes to to the the house. house. And they cut two big openings so you can walk through the house. And they like have their TV and chairs like in the bar, but the metal ceiling and the bar, everything is still right because it hasn't been a bar for a number of years, yep. right? Because it's a rich tech. I don't know how to pronounce Rick-tick. it. Rick Tech. Yes. Yes. That's who is the son because the dad they had to, he's down south somewhere with some real bad health problems. Um, because the old man is on the bar in the house behind, and the kid owns the house next to it, so they're helping dad sell the bar in the house behind and then the kid is selling the and when i say kid he's probably 10 years older than i am you know what i mean the the son is selling the house to the south chris yes christopher is the one that i'm dealing with and i used to babysit him too (laughs) (laughs) and his little brother francis i will have to mention that's who was supposed (laughs) to stop in today Yes, that's oh, wow. who was signing those documents. Wow. Um, they had a puppy emergency, so they had to run to the vet first. Wow. Um, but there's wherever dad is, I want to say it was way, like way, way, like Madison or somewhere down there where he's at for a, a assisted living or whatever, helping him sell the bar in the house. They're selling the house next to it, hoping to just do all, like be done. And then they're buying a place down closer to him. Oh, so okay. they don't have to do it. It was a stroke situation or something where he's he's okay, but isn't going to essentially just be on his own again. Right. Uh, he's just at the age where he's going to be in some sort of a nursing home or assisted living. Milan used to be a really fun place. <clears throat> There's nothing there. Like, There's wow. nothing, nothing there. I feel like it needs a bar again. There's so a whoever big, opens it should open a bar. When I went there to look it over to give them their little price comparable or just to check the place out, yeah. it was the first time I'd ever been in Milan. Wow. Ever. And all there is, there's a couple houses on both sides, and then there's the gigantic foremost farm. Yeah, we used to thing. we used to play softball in the snow at the baseball diamond. <laughs> so because we had a bar, my oh, job yeah. was to always supply the drinks. <laughs> oh, sure, you were the beer so, runner. So yeah, well, beer drink, sure. Drink we, runner. We had bottles. And um, I'd fill up a backpack full of bottles and we'd go over there and play baseball in the snow and drink and 
fall down and be crazy. <laughs> that's um, what the well, youth, that's what you're supposed to do when you're a kid. The good old days. I remember my 16th birthday party was on the lawn where that playground is. Yeah. Had a quarter barrel sitting out there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't old enough to buy it. My mom wouldn't sell it to me because she could go to jail. Sure. For supplying whatever. Yeah. So we did a collection and gave one of my older friends a handful of ones. Back in the day, you can get a quarter barrel for 20 bucks. <sighs> and yep. so we'd take up, we'd have to take up a collection for 20 bucks. How bad was sure. that? Well, but everything else was, you made less gas, co- like yes. everything cost less. Yeah. And then I remember at the end, like, one of my <coughs> friends from school, we went, um, we threw the quarter barrel in her car and we moved the party somewhere else. And then when she gave me a ride home, there, like, she had a Camaro and she liked to whip shitties. Nice. And she covered the whole town of Milan in blue smoke. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how she made it home. On and the tires. rags she was driving yes. on. And I was so drunk, I remember crawling up the driveway between the hardware store and my mom and dad's bar. Yeah. And I passed out in the driveway because I couldn't <laughs> quite get the door open. Uh, and it's like, oh, man, I'm surprised my parents didn't like pull a gun on me thinking I was some kind of intruder breaking into the business. Caught and, you mid-burgle. Uh, slept outside in the car a couple of times. Oh, I was yeah. too drunk to get inside. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. And then so like right after she filled the town with smoke and I crawl up the driveway, I see a cruiser coming through. Of course. Going down Highway E and nice check and it slow, out. Yeah. Looking for the, the car. culprit. <laughs> it's like, follow the tracks. There's no, a corpse in this driveway. Don't follow the tracks. <laughs> This is Milan. There's no rules here. Oh, God, I wonder yeah. if the people that live there now still like have those experiences. You think the kids of today's? I, it seemed to me every person that I'd seen there, either walking down the street or out in front of a place, no one there didn't have white hair. Wow. Like it's the parents yes. of like your generation. Yes. Just never left. Yeah. There was not a child. <laughs> there wasn't anyone. Like Chris was probably the youngest. Right. Him and his, I believe, wife. Yeah, because they have the same last name. Chris and Chris. Is that what it is? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, they're okay. both named Chris. You can't go wrong. Are they both C-H-R-I-S? That I don't know. Because I get a text, and originally I thought it was her. And she's like, hey, this is Chris, whatever. And then I was like, okay, but if he's the one, you know, it's his dad owns the property. He's the one that has to sign. Chris can sign the listing document, but is it Chris? You know, because we had just been texting. I was like, is it C? Is it K? Is it whatever? And she said, nope, it's Christopher with a C. Then I scrolled up. I was like, so who who am I? Like, do they share a phone? Who am I talking to? Because I can't. One is K and one is C? No, they're both C. They're both C. Because she was texting me originally to set this up. Okay. Because I spoke to her on the phone. So it was a woman. Who answered when I called and she's and she had texted out of the blue once like, oh, sorry, we have an emergency. You know, can we postpone you coming till tomorrow? And then the next message was like, oh, sorry, this is Chris. 
Rich Tick. Rick, Rick Tick. I don't know how to yeah. say it. I don't know how to say it. I will teach you the names. Rick Tick. <laughs> um, but it was C-H-R-I-S. And I was like, okay, that must be the woman I talked to. But then when she said Christopher, or Chris, is the one to sign the document. I'm like, no, no, he he's the one that has to. She's like, yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So apparently they're literally, it's the same name. Yeah, it is Chris and Chris. It is the same yeah. name. What huh. time is it here? Holy shit. I don't have to cut any of that silence out. I don't have to cut anything out. I can leave in whatever I want. So that's pretty cool when people grow up in the same, because some of the people I know that I grew up with in Milan moved to Athens. So it's like. Like the oh. Jeffersons there moving on up. Moving on up. Yes. <laughs> yes. You made too much money to live in Milan. Now you have to move to Athens. Well, and I asked them on the listing. I It's technically the town of Johnson. Yes. Uh, which made me giggle because I'm a 12 year old boy. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but it's a an Athens mailing address. Yeah. Because there obviously is no post office in Milan. Not anymore. Or I was going to say not anymore. I'm sure at right. some point there was. but So the house that is listed on the south of that bar, the next mm -hmm. building down is a little brick building that used to be the post office. Oh, okay. That's... But when they, post office wouldn't pay the rent there anymore. So then they moved it to the grocery store, which is across the mm -hmm. road. Right. There used to be a grocery store. The, the general store. Yes. Huh. So when your grocery store and post office are the same place, you know, it's. Well, that's like the grocery store in Athens. That's a wild ride through there. Hartman's. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I they have everything there. I haven't been there for years. Everything. I think you can get, you know, roasted chicken and a can of beets and a shovel <laughs> in one stop. It's uh and in yeah. the spring you can probably order chickens. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's oh, I didn't know that was a thing until I'm sure maybe it's more common now or whatever, but see in the spring like hardware Hank will post online something about, you know, make it your your spring chick orders in and I'm like that's so weird. Like I I just assume people who have chickens have chickens like they have some babies and then they butcher the adults and like i didn't understand that oh that you, you'd buy them as like hog like you buy a you piglet raise. you raise it and then you kill it right so they're delicious when so. we lived in on the farm in dorchester yeah bob used to go to Moston to go turkey hunting and he'd be okay. down there for a week and he'd do some fishing and hanging out with the guys and whatever sure. so he told me to take care of the chickens while he was gone so did he wink when he said that well take care of the there may or may not be some mafia in that bloodline, you know, so I took it to be what he said, take care of the chickens, you know. Oh, God. I, my gosh, the chickens were in the chicken coop above that granary, so, whoops. So we had, I, do I had to carry buckets of water and buckets of feed up, you oh, know. God, yeah. And it was a pain in the ass, and I'm like, screw this shit. You're going gonna... to relish the day that. I'm going to take care of his chickens. So I called my mom and I'm like, mom, what are you doing? She's like, nothing. I'm like, you want to come over? <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> so she comes over and she's like, what you doing? And I'm like, taking care of the chickens. I killed every one of them motherfuckers. <laughs> like, Is that what he in fact intended? Oh, God, no. You're supposed to care for the chicken, like yeah. tend, yeah, I think tend he, to the chicken. I think he had emphasis on the care when he told me that, and I didn't pick up on that. And, so and, did you have, I'm picturing them being like, 
half grown. So all like the meat you got from them was like the size of a grouse, they like were a small. pigeon breast. <laughs> yeah, but I was pissed. I there was no way I was carrying any more water up. And you can't start over. Like if you if you found a chick, you'd be butchering in February of the next year. Why is my boss bothering me again? I don't know. I thought I had it on vibrate. I don't know. Man, I'll go. Uh, they're so I'll, needy. I'll give you give you a couple more minutes. So yeah, I. Logic would have said, yeah. you know, hook up a garden hose. Oh, sure. Find right? some way to to make it easier water. to get the water up yeah. there, right? No. No, to me I'm thinking screw this. Yeah. Well maybe They're done. subconsciously. Oh my goodness. You did See? it on purpose. I know. I'm calling you. Somebody's ah. calling that's my dad. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this anymore. Everybody's needed. I'll call you back, Daddy. I'll call you back. Um, yeah, so when he came home a few days later, we had a freezer full of chicken and a little tiny baby chicken. He's like, why? What is your deal with chicken? And did you really just want to butcher them all? Or did you tell him that you literally thought you were supposed to take care of the chickens? No, I just got pissed off and didn't want to carry water anymore. So, you know, (laughs) instead of letting them die on their own I and at I... that point what can he say it's not like getting mad is going to unbutcher the chickens right you know like you have a okay well i guess we're having chicken then yeah that's it yep yeah in one of my earlier days i used to have a daycare center in colby also jesus and, you've done everything um, i yeah i'm a master you are jack of, of, of no, all jack of all trades master of none i don't know yes. about that um and Headler's was the grocery store in Colby, which I believe is where that discount food thing is oh, that on talking that. about. Sure. And they had chicken, believe it or not, chicken thighs were on sale for 19 cents a pound. Like, Ugh. it was just unheard of. So I went down there and I'm like, I'd like to order 400 pounds of chicken. And, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, go big or go home. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they're like, okay, it'll be here on Thursday. And I'm like, okay. So... I I think my husband was just at work. I don't think like he was gone anywhere. Sure. I, I have a habit of doing these stupid things when he's gone. When you're by when you're not supervised. Yeah. Yeah. So um I went down with the truck one day and picked up four hundred pounds of chicken and filled our freezer and <laughs> his his friends I don't know why he my husband needed to tell his friends what I did. Sure. Because apparently it was a stupid thing to do, but I right. don't know. Depends on how much chicken you if, eat, I if, suppose. If chicken is cheaper than hot dogs, I'm feeding my kids yes. chicken. Yes. But um his friends thought that they would just be hilarious and buy me all kinds of cookbooks on a hundred a <laughs> hundred and one ways to use chicken. For chicken, yeah. 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 <laughs> his friends are the worst. Well, most uh, spousal friends do that just to uh, just to raz you. Yes, and in my mind, I think I was being thrifty. Right? Well, maybe not. As long as you can use that stuff up before it's like freezer burned, you know what I mean? Yeah, you cut it off. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cheese. <laughs> so that house that you used to live Good in, Lord. that, that yeah. rental oh, that yeah. you had, that butte. Yeah, he he um brought over a Christmas ham one year. Oh God! Um, yeah, he Did you up, dive right into that. Up, no, uh, uh, our dogs did. Um, apparently Ugh. he 
he would drive around with a trunk full of hams. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, I don't know if they were like. I had to give him rides several times to town. It was during that time. That's when I got my little black Cavalier. I bought my sister's old. She bought it new and used it to go back and forth from Madison to Phillips. Oh, yeah. To school and back. And then she had got something else and it was just sitting at my brother-in-law's house. So I just, I got that from her cash. Um, And he stopped by. He's like, oh, so you got a car? And I was like, yep. You you going to Medford? And he kept asking me. And finally I just said yes. Oh my God. And then he wouldn't stop asking me. And then he was critiquing my driving because it was a five-speed. It was a stick. Oh, funny. Okay, but he couldn't drive it because he'd get his oxygen. Yeah, he would drag that shit <laughs> along with him just stinking like old cow shit. So I have a theory that the reason why he filled <clears throat> his house full of stacks and stacks and stacks Stuff? of magazines yeah. and newspapers and just papers. Like, yeah. I think it was because you don't. If a room is filled with stuff, then you don't have to heat that space where it's, it's just insulation. Heating. Do you think? I th- it, well, for, for them, it certainly could be. But my grandmother, she just turned a hundred this last summer. Her house, when she was in her house, I wouldn't say she was a hoarder, but she didn't throw anything away. Right. I mean, there was magazines, there was stacks of newspapers from forty years ago, just. All over the place, everywhere. Just so I don't know if it was the fact of like growing up depression poor that because you might find a use for that. Yeah, like you you just don't throw anything away because you never know when you're not you gonna might, have. You might need padding in your shoes, so you cut a few layers of newspaper. I would bet she had forty five ice cube trays. Wow, wow. Yeah, like in just bags. So, just that she garage sale that she picked up somewhere, donated, who knows what, like two or three in the freezer, and then all just bags of because you never know trays. when you're going to need more ice cube trays because they crack so easy. They go to shit yeah. biannually. <laughs> I, and I remember walking through that guy's house, and I use that term loosely walking through the house because following you got a shimmy, the little deer trails. Yeah, and I remember seeing cases of food, cases of cans of food stacked up in the hallway like you had to sneak i literally didn't make it past the door side of the kitchen wow when i walked in signed my 175 (laughs) a month lease turned down some chili and i was out of there imagine because it was there was like nine people standing around in the kitchen right all the high and they all looked like they had weird shaped heads and like just, yeah. it was like the hills have eyes. It was yeah. very odd. Yeah. Do you think it was from the food? I <laughs> hope so. Because I turned it down. Otherwise, I'd probably still be there. Hired farmhand or something. But if you ever get that way, just drive by. Because the whole barn, farmyard, everything, completely different. Wow. Super cleaned up barn. Like I said, it's all steel sided. Everything's redone. Grass is mowed. Ain't shit everywhere. It's very, not the house, the the farm, the homestead, the old so man's home. what makes people live like that? Because when I was in Milwaukee working last week, yeah. I I was in this one area. So my boss had me just freaked out, first of all, about being in Milwaukee. Because I've only been there a few times, right? Okay. She's like, when you drive in Milwaukee, stay in your lane. Those assholes will, you know, fly right by. They're going 80 miles an hour. They'll pass you on the right and like i'm like well, shit you know do you, is it normal for a person to not drive in your lane 
I don't know. Like, don't shift lanes. Like, I don't know. But then when I when I got there, she's like, have them pick you up at the hotel and take you there to work and then take you back to the hotel. Like, don't drive. And so then I told the people I was going to be working with, you know, what yeah. she said. And she's like, no, I'm busy. I can't pick you up. You're going to have to drive here. I'm like, well, OK, I'll figure it out. Right. So like with in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, fuck, I'm going to have to leave. You're going to die. And I'm going to have to leave an hour early. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. like cops yeah. are going to get me because you know how the <clears throat> cops are with me. Like, of course. Oh, yes. God. And so I'm thinking <laughs> I got to leave an hour early and I'm looking at the map and it's like, you know, MapQuest says it's eight miles away. And I'm like, oh, hell. Well, in Milwaukee, right? it's eight miles and 47 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nine minute drive for sure. Yeah. And it like I'm driving and everything is fine. And then all of a sudden there's just litter all over the place, like lawns that aren't mowed. And sure. I'm like, what was there just like a time warp thing that I just went through? Like, so what makes people like not like, I don't know. Like I see people on the side of the road picking up aluminum cans and, yeah. you know, whatever up here and. They don't litter, and then I get there, and there's just shit all over. Well, I think there's a ton of people that litter here. It's just most of the country roads. The shit blows off the road. It blows off. In so the city, it just collects in the gutters and the sits fence. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's fences here, all over. Here, you go if you look down like down on into the ditch <clears throat> at Highway 13, where the road is, the gravel is, it's pristine. If you went down to the bottom, like in the in, ditch ditch, you could walk 100 feet and fill up two garbage bags. The There's shit everywhere. Right. When I worked at Weathershield, the cops called me one day from Nielsville. And they're like. Nielsville? Yes. And they're like, hey, this is Clark County Police Department. We have your driver's license. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? What? And um, apparently somebody broke into my car and stole my purse. And I didn't even notice. While you were at work? While I was at work. Yeah. And I didn't even notice because I always just leave my stuff in my car. Sure. And nothing's ever locked. You not know? anymore, so though. You like, lock it all the time. Wink, wink. Yes. Yes. So now it's locked, especially when I work in Milwaukee or well, Sheboygan yeah. or Phillips or Medford. Yes. Um, yeah. So, like, apparently somebody was walking down a country road out by Longwood, Atwood, somewhere out there. And... <laughs> I can't say they, that name either. They found my driver's license, my social security card, my credit card, my like uh, on this person in the ditch. Oh, the person was walking. The person was I walking. thought like the cops pulled someone over and they had your effects on them. No, it was in the ditch. So apparently they felt the need to steal my stuff like they wanted to be me. And sure. then they found out who I was and they didn't want to be me anymore. So they threw it in the ditch. <laughs> and the chances of getting that back, having that one person walking down the road to Finding. find it in the ditch, that like that's a one out of a hundred thousand scenario. Usually most people would kiss that shit goodbye. Right. Like you will never see that again. But why didn't they take my car? They had to move my keys to get to my purse. Well, that's a much know? steeper like, uh uh Maybe they already had a car. A, a much steeper penalty if caught. Ah. You know what I mean? It's harder you, to you, get rid of a car. You too. snatch a purse. You're still a dick. Yeah. But you take someone's car. It's kind of big trouble. Yeah. You know? As, I, mean, I mean, they weren't obviously. And I would have noticed that. Going, right? well, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
shit, I thought I parked here. Oh, well, just walk home. <laughs> you misplace your car. But it's not like they went to Chicago and started buying shit on your credit cards or, you know what I mean? Something like that. Well, I really don't know. You didn't I, get any I, bills of any sort? I never looked at anything. But you didn't have any $8,000 credit card bill for a credit card you never had. No, I didn't have anything new, that's for sure. Well, th that's what yeah. I'm saying. They didn't, obviously. Or Although, they tried to buy something and it was declined and they were like, yeah, screw her. She doesn't have any money. Get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Lame. Yeah. So if you ever do find another Mary Mall, that, just know that it's <laughs> because they took my identity back in. The cops will be after them. Yeah. I want to say that was probably like around 2006 or seven. So it's, yeah, about 14 years. I don't think anybody wanted to be me anyway. Well, for me, something horrible would happen and I'd get arrested for someone using my name. Like they would claim that I'm the one who's the imposter and oh. I would somehow get in trouble. That's just my <laughs> luck. I know people who like someone would steal their identity and then they'd win like stupid publishers clearinghouse and they'd give it to the real one instead of the imposter. Oh, Some yeah. ridiculousness like that. Right. Ouch. And that's just not me. It's not. Oh, what am I looking for? Get rid of that. Well, Miss Mary Bear, I have some errands. And yes, coming up here at 2 p.m. But I appreciate you making the drive and telling me after I had already set this up because then I felt like an <laughs> asshole because I thought you lived like 10 minutes from town. And you're like, in person or remote? And I was like, well, in person, of course, I can pick you up. And then after everything was set, an hour later, you're like, well, I'm in Phillips. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to know? So I certainly hope you stop and get a whole mess of margaritas from the Mexican place uh, in a to-go. In a to-go. For when you get home. Right. And then you can find something else to do in town. Well, you said you were going to stop at the store. Yeah. I always stop at the store when I drive by. Always. always. You stop at the new Quick Trip, get yourself a butter burger. Well, what a thing to do. There's two yes. Quick Trips in town now. That That's how you know that you are in a very important city. Yes. When you have, Somebody needs to tell the city that, though. When you have more than one <clears throat> Quick Trip, you know your city is on the map. And they were finished within three weeks of each other. Wow. Brand, like, big so truck tearing, stop size. Are they tearing the other one down then? I've heard 15 different rumors. Not sure yet. I don't think it's going to be a gas station, but if anyone else buys it, I, I've i never been involved in the sale of a gas station, so I don't know if it's the responsibility of the outgoing. Like if Pizza Ranch wanted to buy that location, right. is it their responsibility or Quick Trips to get those tanks out, do all the testing? You know what I mean? Right. To, to, to make, make sure You can't just safe. leave them in the ground. Right. They have to do something, but I don't know whose responsibility it is. But the day that new one, um, Kitty Corner from Brass Rail on Perkins mm -hmm. is where the other mm -hmm. one is. Th what, the day that one opened, the one by McDonald's, the old, the only one we used to have. Right. Like there was two big dumpsters. Signs were down. All the shelves from in the store was in a dumpster. Like you couldn't even tell it was a quick trip. The day. Holy cow. Yeah. They're just fast cleaning out of there. And- Medford Co-op just bought the BP in Phillips. Did you know that? So, no. So there's a quick trip up there in Phillips that just opened 
Oh, well, on I mean, the north side up there. Like yes. A year ago already. Yep. My yeah. mother stops in there. She likes their coffee. Yes. And the BP. Um, Which one? That's because there was always Ball Amico. Yes, that one. Where's BP? Is that the one next to it? Ball. No. Oh, that. so it's a BP now. Ball Petro is BP. <laughs> yes. It's funny because when I was there, they op- they had just opened it and we always called it Ball's Amico. But we didn't know that that was their name. Oh, right. Yes. yes. Because when I was there, Pump and Dump was still on the edge of town. Oh. You know where St. Mary's School, yes. the church is, and yes. that goofy Argyle street corner? Yes. There was the Pump and Pantry. It's uh, Lana's hair salon oh, now. hair salon, yeah. That was a gas station. Oh, I didn't know and that. And it was called Pump and Pantry. And in the back of it, they made like the hot stuff for Piccadilly pizzas. Okay. And we would call at like 8.30. Be like, hey, can you make a sausage pizza for Jim? We'll be in there, whatever. Because they closed at like 9 or 10 right. or whatever. So then we would go in there like two minutes before close, get a soda, and mill around for a little while. And they're like, all right, you know, we're closing up, you guys. Because there was a couple booths. So we would buy some candy and a soda and sit there and BS. And, all right, we know, guys, we're closing up. What do you do with that pizza you got sitting there? I don't know. I was waiting for some gym to come pick it up and whatever. <laughs> I mean, you guys want just take it if you want it. Otherwise, it's going in the dumpster. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, funny. <laughs> but it was Pump and Pantry. And for whatever reason, it was we all referred to it as Pump and Dump. Sure. Who knows why, uh, you know, high school boys, kids. whatever. But that's yeah. what all the older kids called it. So then that's what we all called it, whatever. And that's not there anymore. And none of those houses, there used to be a beaten path between the high school and A&W. Because oh, yeah. it was open campus. We could leave on lunch. Right. The seniors could drive. If you were a junior, you could ride with a senior. But if sophomore and freshman, you had to walk. That's a long way to walk. Well, that's why there was a beaten path. <laughs> because you cut right behind the high school through the woods. Right. Yeah. And it's like a two-minute walk. Yeah. Right between. So you'd get your stuff to go, and then you'd eat the burger on the way back, and then you'd have the fries and the drink. You still had time after, you know, on lunch. But there was a few of those things that weren't there. There was no Subway. There was no dollar store. Um, I'm trying to think of what else wasn't there. It was IGA at the time because that was my first job. Oh, I bet you missed that. Stocking the shelves. <laughs> I had the patience for it, so they always put me with stupid Jello. And you try to double stack oh a box of sugar-free Jello. It's like stacking a box of air. It's not. And you you go to put one in there and you touch it, and then and all don't. nine would fall down. It's so maddening. Um, but yeah, that was uh, the pump and pantry. So the, after my extreme tangent there, Medford Co-op bought BP. Yes. And what are they? Are they changing it to whatever they're? Senex or whatever it is in town here? They haven't said, but I would assume that's what they're going to do. They'll keep it all the same. Yeah. Hmm. There was, I was trying to think of what else I had seen on, uh, Bill had posted on the Price County past and present, whatever the group that I'm in for, um, that somebody had bought something and it wasn't the co-op either. It was something else that kind of surprised me and I really don't remember what it was. And now it's bothering me, but I'm too lazy to reach over and look it up. Hmm. You'll have days like that. Happens all the time. Every day. I know. That's my every day because I'm old <laughs> as shit. All right. Oh, you don't know what old is yet. I know. I tell myself that. And then every 10 years, it gets worse. I get up. It's like an old bundle of sticks <laughs> cracking crack. and snapping. And when I go to bend down to pick something up and my back goes out, oh. <laughs> like I'm not even lifting something. 
or you're looking to the side and you cough and you, yes. then your leg starts tingling or some horrible. Who knows? I'm sure I have some sort of affliction. One of these days, my affliction will show up on those um, lawsuit commercials so I can right. get reimbursed for all my <laughs> <clears throat> tribulations through the rest of my life. Oh. Ah, okay. Well, thanks for coming, Miss Mary. Yes, you are welcome. And we'll nice uh, catching up again. Yeah, for sure. Now that I know you're not in the area, I won't be such a dick about you making the drive down. But um, <laughs> at some point here in the future, we'll have you down again. We'll grab some Mexican on a weekend and maybe a margarita or three and then do a recording. Yes. That's the best. Maybe some shots to go along some with. Some shots. <laughs> some shots to go along with the margarita. Well, that Dulce Vita tequila. Yes. It's lime flavored tequila. So that's what we had on the Ray episode. Oh, nice. And Trina said, yeah, you just put that in a you know ice, that tequila, and then a splash of club soda. Well, a splash of club soda to me is a splash of club soda. So me and Ray, over the course of an hour, drank a red Solo cup, essentially just full of flavored tequila. Oh, boy. So we were bouncing around by the end of the show because it was an hour. And she's like, well, no, I meant like wash, at, you know, with club <laughs> soda, not like a spritz like you're supposed to like half and half minimum. Oh, my God. And we did the whole cup and like a tablespoon of club soda. Yeah. But it's really good stuff. I know um, Jack Daniels used to be my favorite in high school. I would drink Jack Daniels, a glass of Jack Daniels with a sip of beer to wash it down. Ugh, that used I can't. I, st- I just don't like Jack the taste Daniels of it. and Yukon Jack was my. Oh, God. Favorite. That's even worse. Yeah. It's like kerosene. Yeah. My sister, my oldest. Yep. I'm not getting you out, Tracy. Um, used to get me. Maybe twice. I shouldn't say used to. It sounded like a habit. We had our ways. You know, older kids who would buy booze and whatever. But I would get the six pack of the 20 ounce Mountain Dew bottles. And just over the course of two or three days, drink six of them down to the bottom of the label. Uh And then would fill them up with Absolute. Nice. And you keep them nice and cold. And it tasted like, even though it felt cold, it tasted warm because it was just vodka essentially right and you couldn't smell it you didn't stink you didn't get ridiculous off of it and that was my party in a glass was just you'd have the six pack along <laughs> and you have somebody <laughs> give me each people give me a couple bucks i'd have one for myself and everybody else would have one that was the that was what i drank just because at the time i to this day don't like the taste of beer oh, I, I, I don't like beer yeah. and all that seltzer shit i can't drink that so it's yeah. usually drink of preference would be like a jameson sour Seven, well, not a seven, uh, Maker's Mark and seven, or a good bourbon just with ice. I do like tequila too, but I can't drink beer. Yeah, my favorite is yeah anything with alcohol. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. We'll plan ahead next time and have some yes. some margaritas. And if you ever get up to Phillips, stop in. Oh, God. I'm I always will. there. I will. Well, I'm always there except for when I'm not. Hmm. Perfect. I'll ask you after you don't answer where you are. (laughs) Perfect. Well, okay. All right. I'm going to hit stop and we'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. See ya.